Birthday Golden Globus Theater. Well, happy birthday to us. Well, we are Golden Globus Theater. That's true. So happy birthday to us. But it's not. It's technically not the show's birthday. It's really our birthday. It's our birthday. You know that already. The gifts are fucking flowing in from all the people across the world. That's right. They can't get enough of the Golden Globus Theater unless you're talking about black movies. Uh, we're we've got enough of the Chinese air balloons though. I can yeah. only fit one of them in my backyard, and we've got nine of them full yeah. of licorice ropes. Yeah, well, Very appropriate for this movie. Yeah. Well, not for me, because I hate licorice. How do you hate licorice? Because it tastes like shit. You like licorice? Love licorice. Are you fucking kidding me? No. I mean, like, the good red cherry shit. Re- oh, ugh. I don't like any of it. No. Not, not the anise no. kind? No, I don't like anus. No. <laughs> No, thank you. No, thank you. But thank you, Golden Globus Theater, for always bringing it for our birthday episodes. That's right. This is... I never thought we'd do this this movie because I think it's it's just too too good for the show. It's incredible what you have to... Like, I mean, we never knew we were going to make it to, what, four or five years running now? Five. We're almost... Fifth anniversary is coming up. I'm going to say two months. I don't fucking remember. I mean, it was either April or May. I'm going to say the beginning of May. Yeah. Because we might be doing something for April. But we right. got, oh, oh, my God. We got for the fifth anniversary. You think this is good? Oh, oh. Can't believe fifth it. Fifth anniversary. Look for that in like four weeks, six weeks. But in all that time, it's like, again, Yes, Canon has movies, but we've run out of the their big action ones. movies. Well, not all. We, I mean, we're not doing Mission Impossible or not Mission Impossible. Uh, Missing in Action three or some shit. Yeah. For, no, no, no. We gotta actually enjoy talking about and it. By the way, like we never know how long the show's gonna last, so we can't keep stockpiling these great movies. Okay, right. we need to get them out to the people. And now, I mean, we've experienced this recently with other other movies that were like we just did Conan. Yeah. Well, because that that was the thing that that was the good litmus test. Because I was worried. I was like, we're. I mean, come on. At the heart, we're a comedy show. And even though we love almost all the movies, Ginty's in it. We don't, but yeah. we love almost all the movies we've done. We like to like rip on them. That's the whole point of the the That's show. Right. And like, I don't want to. Some of these, like some of these movies, are sacred to me. I don't want to like rip on them, but I'm like, is that going to be entertaining for you guys? And we've proven with our Conan that you do want to hear some serious movie talk every once in a while. Just turns out that there's enough there. There's always enough uh, juice. Well, to that's because we're amazing podcasters. We can do that. And I, hopefully, hopefully, we're not chewing on our own uh, 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 hubris. licorice. Yeah, oh, licorice here, yeah. licorice hubris here, because. This is chewing on our own hubris. Is that a phrase? It is now. <laughs> I just grift it. Gnawing on the hubris. Gnawing on our licorice hubris. Uh, because Mad Max cuts very close to the Mur- Murray. Yeah, there's no, if you're a real fan, you already know this is my favorite movie franchise of all time. And I like it 
just for what it is. It's a pure grindhouse film. Because Griff, you ever run into these people? I'm sure you have, where it's like they tell you their favorite movies and it's always some highfalutin, like French New Wave shit or something. Like, no. Fucking Mad Max movies are my my favorite movie of all time is the fucking Road Warrior and I'm not gonna intellectualize it because that makes me so <laughs> I like it for what it is. Tell me what is it? It's fucking pure nihilism put on screen, and we'll get into that another time. We're talking about Mad Max today. It's bare butt cheeks being held in by little straps. Yeah, there's. And that's not a comment on the gay society in the future. And if it is, I don't give a fuck. Because that's not what I'm looking for in my favorite movies. How about this, though? A movie from the 80s with a gay iconic character. Exactly. They exactly. Had a, there was a, if you listen closely, there's a gang called the Gay Boy Berserkers in Road Warrior. Oh, well, So was... fucking Humongous was very inclusive. Say what you will about the guy. He was inclusive. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, have you ever run into that? like people like and you're like, oh, oh sure, that's your favorite fucking oh, yeah. movie. I again, we always give it up to the metalheads; they have the best uh, concert attenders. Yeah, and I give it up to the horror people because my friends who are are big into like the horror movies, they're always like, oh, my favorite is some schlocky horror movie, right. something that resonated with them from when they were you know like a teen or whatever, and they just stuck with them. Yeah, because to me, the best. Ex- to me, movies, it's about how you feel. It's not, I mean, I'm not saying like, like, it, like it's not like Griff and I just watch B movies or like, we like the fucking intellectual movies too. There Will Be Blood, one of my favorite movies. Tell anybody anytime. There you go. Like, I'm not, and I'm not saying if you, if you like them, you, like you're an asshole or you're a snob, but I, I, like, I, cause I think. That's what happened with Fury Road to me. Maybe that's why it kind of gets on my nerves. It's a new audience too. You gotta exactly. remember that. Yeah, I, which I it gets on my nerves too. Yeah, because it's like it's very much like um, people who are Marvel Cinematic Universe fans, and then you have comic book fans. And when you have the Cinematic Universe fans telling you, "Well, Captain America would never act that way," yeah, you don't know what your fuck you're talking about. Shut the fuck There's up. There's 48 hit years history of Captain America. Tales that I really enjoy, tales I didn't really enjoy, and then there's this. The movies just kind of follow the same comic book timeline, where it's just like, here's its own little Captain America. So yeah, world. so that's why I always like. Uh, I always get annoyed when people are like. No, Fury Road is the best Mad Max. It's not. I'm sorry. And then that's it. We're gonna have to do it eventually. We will. A few months down the road. We, we maybe, have to... maybe, maybe if Furiosa comes out, we'll do it like there right before go. then. Okay. Yeah. Put because it in because minds. to me, Fury Road, Fury, it should be called Furiosa Road because it's all about her. Yeah. Max is out of the equation. Well, but we'll get into that some other time. Mad Max. Okay. And like, like getting back to what I was saying about this need to like, you can't just like something for what it is. You can't just embrace the trash. Like, I'll, we were just talking before uh, we started recording. Like, look, I I recognize that uh, Samurai Cop is a fucking incompetent piece of shit. Like, there's no, there's nothing was done properly in that movie. Nope. But goddamn, does it entertain me every time I watch it? Every single time. Continuity errors all over the place, edits all over the place, but the story, the characters, how they fucking talk to you. I mean, can you believe this? Because there's some people who think Rudy Ray Moore isn't talented out there. I, 
can't imagine I know a single human being in my life because yeah. if they existed in my life, I would have forgotten to protect our friendship. Yeah, I would have cut him out. You would have cut him out. Well, Rudy Ray, he's like an American icon. He is the icon. I wish we would put him on a dollar bill. $20 bill, yeah. Yeah. The Rudy yeah. Ray. <laughs> That'll be five <laughs> Rudys, please. Oh, my God. But, yeah, because I think about shit like uh, if you're a, a music fan, if you, I'm sure you've seen it pop up on your, your YouTube feed, the Amoeba Records What's in My Bag videos. <laughs> now, first of all, have you have ever been to Amoeba Records? I have. I have, too. It's a great fucking store. Yeah. I mean, I was there 20 years ago. I don't know how it is now. But, I mean, there was one in San... I've been to both, the one in San Francisco and the one in L.A. And I found some cool fucking shit for good prices, too. But if you don't know the conceit of what's in my bag, they take... The musicians come through town, and they... Do they let them just take whatever they want, or they buy these things? I think they give them, like, some money, but it's... I thought it was just for conversation, but they definitely get... Well, they should get something for free. They're giving them content. They're giving them content, too. So I think they gave them like seventy five or you know whatever. But so yeah, go. so you get these bands and then they they go shopping and then they talk about and they explain why I like this that the other thing. Yeah, and I can just imagine like I wouldn't have this, but the stress you're under as a cool artiste when you're like shit, I can't I can't put like Beastie Boys license to ill on here or something because I'm not good. So it's like you'll have like the fucking triangle player from anal cunts on you're like oh yeah, what's he gonna get and it's like well i gotta have my fucking sonny rollins jazz record and you're like like everyone has to have their one jazz record to prove that i'm a serious musician and i'm not knocking people that like jazz whatever you like what you like but i just feel like some people are fronting they're just like you know i gotta seem like i'm i'm a, a real musician what bugs me about it is that it's like there's some people I know who are obsessive about it. Rollins talks yeah. nonstop about how when he was growing up, that's what was around him. And so that's what he listened to constantly. Right. But he'll tell you albums. I have this problem with jazz. I listen to it multiple hours a night because that's what comes on. Jazzy day or classy days, jazzy nights. That's our radio station here. And when, when My mom it, listens to it. She listens to the classical part, though. She I, listens, I'll yeah. listen to the classy part sometime, but I'm mostly jazzing it up at night. That's another thing. Like If, you, if, you're, if you're not into jazz, then you pull out a classical one. You go, I'm smart. I'm an intelligent I got the Tchaikovsky's. Exactly. So the fact that they always pull out the same, like... John Coltrane album yeah. or, you know, Sonny Rollins Mighty, or even Miles, Miles Davis, Davis yeah. or that's what bugs me. Yeah. I want to see someone pull out the Mingus, you know, someone pull out. And that's not even a Kenny G, main. like real fucking jazz. Real guys. jazz. Now, if yeah. somebody did come out and do that, you would immediately be like, no, faking it, faking yeah, it. You like, would do that. I'm trying to be like, like ironic. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I, I see what you mean about the the movie films because it's just. Everybody is afraid to say, you know, some people Everyone are, are so afraid. Everyone's insecure, and I just want to tell people, don't. Just like what you like. like life's I can imagine being over the age of, like, 25 and giving a flying fuck about what, like, especially strangers. Cause I see it all the time. Like, I'm, I live like the Grinch. I just live in a cave with my dog by myself. Once a week, I come out here to Griff, I record, and then I go back to my cave. <laughs> so I'm not around people. So... When of course, since I'm since Griff takes all takes charge of all the technical aspects of the show, I said, okay, I'll try to sell this show on social media. So I have to be on social media. 
I'm not saying I have to be because I enjoy, we've met a lot of great people through social media. It's, yeah. it's been to me, it's been more enjoyable than like everyone's like, oh my god, Twitter's is a cesspool. If you live, if your whole identity is politics, yes, it is a cesspool. But right. if you just talk about movies and music and shit you like, it's fine. I've never had any negative experiences. Right. But I just see this insecurity. Like I'm like, why? Like why are you, like, people pretending to be someone else? Like this, they're this persona, and I'm like. Why? Just enjoy what you enjoy. Enjoy what you like. Like something great like Mad Max. One of one of the most pleasant conversations I had like a year or two ago, uh, I met somebody who didn't really watch movies. And uh, they were like, yeah, my favorite movie is Twilight. And I wasn't like, you are an idiot. No, I actually movie. respect that. I was like, fuck, what, what is it about Twilight you like? Because all I've heard about it is it's a pretty – Silly movie. Yeah, it's like a vampire Harlequin romance. No. And they told me a couple things they liked, and they were like, yeah, just pop it on, and, you know, it's comforting. Right. Bravo. Spoke right. from the heart. That's a that's that's a real person. That's man. a real person who told me that, and you know what? I mean, I think I she, that. That she, is it she, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. I was saying, okay, I was like, you need to expand your horizons, but still, <laughs> I, like, well, that's the thing. Road Warrior, I saw it when I was, like, probably eight or nine and it's still my fucking favorite 40 years later it's still my fucking favorite movie it just hit me on a personal level and i can't i don't even know i'm gonna try to explain it when we do road warrior but i don't know if i even can articulate it that's gonna be interesting yeah. you're gonna you're gonna have to i don't know what we're gonna do to get you in the right <laughs> mind to talk about your favorite movie period i'm gonna take some ayahuasca go on a vision quest oh you're gonna you're gonna do the aaron Rodgers. You gotta clap your butt cheeks and go into a dark. Yeah, whenever Aaron Rodgers comes up, you, your butts come into play. You Why know, is that? I just that? do that now for Aubrey's sake. <laughs> yeah. That's like we ew her with the football talk, and then we bring <laughs> her back with the butt talk. Back it yeah. up. <laughs> so what's interesting about this movie? We had a shared experience because I've watched this movie probably nine or ten times before I did notes. Yeah. I want to. I want to point out. I probably. I mean, of the whole series. I mean, here to me, it's Road Warrior, Mad Max, Fury Road, way down there beyond Thunderdome. Um, but I've seen Road Warrior like at least fifty times. I've seen it a million times. Yeah. I mean, whenever I see it, I have to stop and watch it. Yes. Mad Max, not so much. I still love the movie, but it's not that that plastic. I think they perfected it with Road Warrior, but. Um, yeah, I've seen it at least a dozen times or something like that. What I love about this and what I really started to understand... Can that- I point out? I, 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 I'm going to tell you my Mad Max story. I saw, like a lot of people in America, I saw Road Warrior first. I had no idea Mad Max existed because like outside of like anyone who's listening outside of America, you got Mad Max 2. So you, obviously you knew there was a first movie. I did not know that. I knew the Road Warrior. And I loved it. And this, you got to remember, this is back in the day, like, VCRs were new and shit. Right. And so I I was, I think it was Channel 50 or something. It was like, like, years later, it was probably like, I probably saw Mad Max in like 82 or 83. This is like 85, 86. Mad Max. I, I was like, what the fuck? I'd never heard of this. That's the, that's the one thing I feel bad for with, like, people now growing up on the internet. You'll never have that joy of just being surprised by shit. We, I mean, we hear this kind of thing. We've talked about this kind of thing with wrestling. 
it, the joy is just gone. Everybody yeah. knows about everything now. Yeah, you know the and, backstories. And I don't get why wrestling nerds are like, I need to know all this. I need to go on those boards, contribute, and recirculate all this shit. Make sure Chris Jericho still got his podcast to tell me exactly <laughs> what he did in the match that was so incredibly intellectual. Yeah, and fake. Uh, yeah, so I was fucking pumped, Griff. I couldn't wait till the day, you know, it's going to be on like Friday at 8 or whatever. And oh, so you saw it in the TV guide or whatever? I think I saw a commercial for it. Like it was coming oh, on. okay, okay. And you saw Mel I Gibson. Fucking hated Mad Max. Why? I'll explain to all our non-American fans because I don't know why they did this. Hey, I didn't even know there was. Yeah, I yeah, knew you it have, because I, of I, you. I, yeah, but there's. If you American had a DVD people. player, I would have brought it over so you could watch. The fucking version. Because if you didn't know this, un-Americans, un- un- that's what I call people that aren't from America, un-Americans, they dubbed the dialogue with American accents, and it was it threw me off so much. I was like, I hate this. I can't enjoy it. Because it's like uh, Mel Gibson had the fucking bedroom voice. Goose. We're going to get the toe cutter, aren't we? Uh, and it was just like, ah. That's so and you, you never understand, like, and it's you think it wouldn't be that big a deal because it's like they're speaking English, so at least the shit—it's not like a like a, a Godzilla movie where the lips aren't even. It's like the lips are, but it just—it did. I just knew everything. Something was off. Well, obviously something's off, but it was just, it threw you off. I, I hated it for years. I was like, "Fuck!" All I love is a road warrior. All. Oh. So move ahead, and and by the way, people, this was the only one available in America. If you when you if you rented a fucking VHS, it would be the shitty fucking dub. Move ahead, like probably ninety five, ninety six. I'm at a comic convention. This is back in the day, like probably even earlier, because this is pre internet. So you'd have bootleggers selling bootleg movies, right? And you could get like because obviously there's no internet for streaming shit, so it'd be like. Super Friend episodes from the seventies, you know, you, you know, buy that shit. Uh, all illegal, by the way, because I remember I was at a Comic Con where the cops actually busted, like, really, like, I was mid fucking like bust, like they were throwing blankets over the people's shit, like, you can't, no, you can't buy this shit. Wow. And um, I found the Australian uh, dialogue audio on VHS, probably cost me like twenty bucks for this shitty dub. So much better. It blew my mind. I'm like, this movie's fucking great. Yes. All it was was just just the voices. It makes no sense. It's, a, it's amazing. It wouldn't fit in tonally when you said, yeah, the, the dubbing's all awful and everything. And I was like, who is Batman voice? And you're like, Mel's character, <laughs> Max, of course. Yeah. So incredible. That's that's such an awful way to pick up that movie. They have it, to deal with that. Yeah. I mean, it just tells me the, what the actors brought to these roles. Because you're like, these guys are trash. And you're like, no, these guys are fucking great. They're so fucking... This movie... I love movies for escapism. I love going to a different place. I've talked about this way too much. So Mad Max brings me into that place. I love this one. I love just how the universe changes between the three movies. Obviously, there's a lot of problems with three. Well, I want to point out, because I don't think many people talk about this. I mean, George Miller... Great action director. One of the best. Like, he really knows how to port in the camera. Like, there's great fucking... Like, we, Griff and I have talked. We're not like car chase guys at all. Oh, not at all. 
But he, I think he knows how to shoot this shit to make it exciting. Yeah, I, I was going to say one of the biggest fucking congratulations I can give to a movie is that this is a movie, the biggest, one of the more iconic things besides Max, The Interceptor. Right. It's like fucking car movie without being a car movie somehow. It's a oh, well, Ford inter- Falcon is what it is. Oh, it's a Ford Falcon? 1973 Ford Falcon. But yeah, the chase scenes are quick. Yeah. And they get right to the action. They get right to the, you know, this, out of the that, the stunt, the big thing. I love that he's constantly doing the stealing uh, gas yeah. uh, shtick. I didn't realize he did that in this movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll, when we go start getting into the movie, I did watch uh, some, some documentaries around the DVD. I, I will... Pepper in some fucking facts for us. You'll get your facts. Real facts. Not the she IMDB facts were awful on this one. I looked at like these people are wrong on all these shit. Wikipedia to give you some information here. If you go read Wikipedia in this movie right now, you'll be assuming the wife died. Yeah, I did. Until I paid attention. I was so mesmerized by the action, a lot of this shit just went over my head. It's incredible. I, I brought up how many times you watched this movie because it's like I watched it eight or I nine I came times. away with like three or four things I didn't I didn't remember from previous viewers. Exactly. I watched this movie for the notes, and I was like, who the fuck are these people? I don't even remember any of these people. I don't remember this. I don't remember that. I thought the wife died. She doesn't die. Right. It's incredible. Like. This movie works on so many levels of concentration. It's a fun movie to just relax. Yeah, because there's a lot of like background noise, like TVs talking, but they're giving you pertinent information. But getting back to George Miller, okay, one (laughs) guy I think is an unsung hero that people do not talk about, and in fact, if you're really into like wanting to know Mad Max facts, there's a guy on YouTube. It's called the Mad Max Bible. Check him out because he really digs deep. He, he figures out the timeline of all the movies and all this shit. And so check him out. But uh, he didn't mention this guy, which I thought was odd. Byron Kennedy, who is the producer and is a, and was a friend of George Miller. Okay. They were both doctors and they worked like as EMTs. So they saw a bunch of car wrecks. That's where the whole impetus for this movie came okay. from. Okay, that makes sense. Because originally George Miller wanted to be about a journalist that was investigating like all these car things, and then he's like, "Well, how do I, like, if my if his family gets killed, it's kind of coincidence too. Like, it doesn't make sense." And because and then Byron Kennedy wanted to make a cop movie, like a chase movie, so they incorporated their two ideas. But I feel, and I might be wrong about this, but but what happened was Byron Kennedy, and from what I've I've heard, they were kind of like equal partners as far as like he would have some things to say about the direction Byron Kennedy and George Miller would have stiff stuff about the production like it it was like a symbiotic relationship it wasn't just like I just direct and I just produce like yeah. they had it back and forth because they were friends did George really have a movie before this I don't he did short movies I think this is his first like, like full, full. Okay. and this was the first ever uh actually before uh Blair Witch this was the highest grossing like movie like for as far as how much it cost how much it made okay it cost 200 grand to make and it made 100 million dollars jesus christ so uh so yeah so symbiotic relationship yeah so byron kennedy i feel and because he died right after road warrior i think they were he was like scouting he was in a helicopter crash oh yeah and he i think he was scouting locations for like the next man max movie yeah and i and i think we've noticed there's a tonal shift in the movies between Mad Max and Road Warrior and uh, Thunderdome. Thunderdome. And as far as I, he brought to me the cynicism, the kind of nihilistic, like darkness to it. Because you know, it's, 
to, I've always said this about uh, Thunderdome. Why I don't like it is it to me it felt like George Miller trying to do a Steven Spielberg version 100%. of Mad Max. Yeah. Because and, and I know for a fact that Byron Kennedy fought for the ending of Road Warrior, which is one of the greatest endings of all time. Because it's, it's like he wins, but does he? He like he wins by fucking up. Like, I mean, it's got it's the greatest ending of all time because he actually makes the sacrifice and then he gets fucked over by those people that he saves. It's, yeah, it's amazing. So because 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 what's the George Miller? His instincts to go for the happy ending. Yeah, and I don't believe that's not Mad Max. I to mean, me. George Miller did go on to make a movie called Happy Feet. Right. So think about that. Right. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. About dancing penguins. I mean, even Mad Max has that beautiful bleak ending. Right. I so saw. I, I I agree with you there. That's... So yeah. So I think people need to give more credit. I don't. And I don't think George Miller's trying to put because their production company is still called Kennedy Miller, and the guy's been dead for almost forty fucking years. So That's I think beautiful. I think he respects it. But I think people, the Fury Road newbies, need to know that Byron Kennedy is just as important to the the myth mythology of Mad Max. Yeah. I I just don't like, and th- I think it makes sense in the time. By the way, people, I'm, this is going to be another like huge opening like we did last week for Speed. But hey, it this is a be. fucking this is a birthday episode. I just love uh like the timeline really does work out in this movie because you get the first movie where the world is just kind of really and they do apart. the right thing. What do they do, Griff? A few years from now, they don't fucking put a date on it. It's yeah. just a few. So it's it's it's, yeah. it's eternal now. There you go. It's always it's always in the future. What I love about it too, everything feels very real in it. You know, it's like I do love in the second one when you start getting more of like this just piling shit on vehicles and the yeah. real nasty. That's what makes that movie so amazing because it's right. close enough, but it's far enough, and it's like you right. are in a whole new fucking world. Beautiful. It, we said we did that on the Conan episode. As far as. And I, I and this is yeah, exactly why it works as opposed to a lot of like say like something like The Walking Dead or some like 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 more contemporary one is it gives you enough fantasy that it makes it interesting. Yeah. Like we said, Conan gives you enough fantasy and magic, but doesn't go all in yes. on it. So it still feels real, but still gives you a lot of interesting visual shit. Like right. I mean, obviously, Lord Humongous is ridiculous concept, but it works in the world that they created. Right, exactly. Like I just love everything about it. It's like David Lynch has great villains, and uh, Road Warrior and Mad Max have great villains. I don't remember. Amorin Joe was just—he's just, he's just yeah. okay to me. I can't even remember how he was low budget token. It was that was toe cutter. Yeah, I know it was he, low budget. Rest in peace. Yes. But yeah, I it just like the enthusiasm that toe cutter brings. Yeah. It's so great. And then Lord Among Us is fucking amazing. Yeah. So it's just, he built those two up so well. And then I don't know what, Tina Turner in three? Yeah. She the villain? Yeah, and then there was that fucking little bald guy. Oh, yeah, Master Blaster? No, not him. The The guy was the henchman. He was oh. like, he was covering tattoos and he was bald. He's, he was a singer for uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, an Australian band, I forget. Rose Tattoo, I think. Oh, okay, called. okay. Uh, and then, yeah, Fury, Fury, Fury Road. Morton Joe, I just there was cool visuals, yeah, but the, there wasn't as much of that shine that I love about the original trilogy. Even there's because yeah. there's still some great parts of three. Well, yeah, and um, George Miller has said that it, in all these movies, he's got a backstory for every character. But I love is he doesn't spoon feed us that. Yes, he uses it for what he wants to do, but he lets us think about this shit. Like, like now, if if you made Road Warrior now. 
there because there's there's the the little uh gun case that humongous has it has like nazi memorabilia and shit he just throws it out there and he lets you think how did he come up with this now it would be like we're gonna explain how he came by this gun yeah and like no let the audience fucking do that right shit. that's the best part about a fucking wasteland movie though how the fuck did they find that shit because right. it's just so one of the opening scenes of Fury Road when they have like the giant carved into the mountain waterfall and everything, yeah. I was like, the scale is just off for me. I yeah. know this is. Was, it, it got too fantastic. It yeah, got it into the realm of fantasy. It, it's supposed to be thirty years from the original Mad Max. That's, well, that I don't know. I mean, it's. I would I would uh, recommend you check out that Mad Max Bible guy on YouTube because he does a pretty good he job of ex- explaining it. Yeah. Okay. Because I, uh, I I saw somebody who was like the age seems to correlate with the actor, so yeah. it's like Max is supposed to be twenty. I think origin originally it was um, supposed to be because Mel was on board to play it, so it was going to be like thirty years because he's thirty years older. And then it just got thrown out the window when they had to have Tom Hardy instead. Yeah. So it just became like. And its if own you go thing. by that, it would be 13 years later. Yeah, because George Miller's kind of cagey about it. Sometimes he says it's a sequel, sometimes he says it's a reboot. Yeah. So we don't really know. That opening scene throws you off, too, where the interceptor kind of right. like pulls up and he takes. Well, it, yeah, the interceptor's back. It gets blown up in Road Warrior. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but um, what were we saying? Well, I wanted to go with the timelines and just oh, like I really lines. liked how it built up. From- yeah, well, according if uh, and I got this from because like I said, we were talking Griff and I like we're not those people that n- notice unless we, and what's funny since we've been on the show we have because we're we're taking notes now so we do notice shit but upon first viewing a lot of these movies we didn't notice a lot of shit. The uh, there's a, a sign in the very beginning, like fifty seven deaths, or whatever. Some there's like some graffiti that says somebody was here in nineteen eighty four. Oh, okay. So it roughly, and I think the Hall of Justice says like established in nineteen eighty three. The MFP, the uh, Main Force P- P- Patrol, or whatever. You got to yeah. work on that. It's pretty weak. It's pretty Main weak. Force Patrol. Yeah, they got bigger fish to fry. But uh, so it's it's like it's in that mid eighties is where. Um, Potentially, where Mad Max takes place, yeah, and then Road Warrior takes place a few years later, and apparently Thunderdome's like fifteen years after Road Warrior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the timeline. So we should we uh, should we get into this movie? We can get into this movie. Uh, you already gave your rankings on where all the, the yeah, and I think Max I'm franchise. right. I'm right about that. No, I think you're hundred percent right. Yeah. I, Road Warrior is definitely more entertaining. This one. Right there at number two for me, especially. And then I guess Fury Road's in there. And then Thunderdome. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the proper. Sorry, guys, that's the proper. Yeah. All right, everybody, let's get ready for that licorice ride. I picked out this special uh, trailer for you because it's got a badass synth soundtrack on it. And it's got a little bit of that shitty American accent. So you know I'm not fucking with you. Because <laughs> I, I think, well, it is, it's funny because it is on my DVD. You can listen to the American. And I did just go, maybe I was too harsh on it. I was like, no, it's, it's fucking trash. Fuck this. You were never wrong as a kid. Never change. (laughs) Exactly. Everybody, get on that licorice ride for this Mad Max trailer. In the not-too-distant future, there will be no civilization. There will be no heroes. They say people don't believe in heroes anymore. 
Well, damn them. You and me, Max. We're gonna give them back their heroes. In the not-too-distant future, there will only be madmen and the main force patrol. is a main force officer trying to protect his family and stay alive. His only weapon, 600 horses of fuel-injected vengeance. Mad Max, the maximum force of the future. My best uh, American Max voice a few years from now. We join our MFP, Roop and Charlie. Yep, Roop the fat guy, Charlie. They're like the comic relief cops. I wouldn't say that. I think Roop is supposed to be our modern bastard cop who fucking sucks. Well, he does a good job of it. He seemed like a piece of shit. I hated him. And then Charlie was too much of a stiff to be like... Let's do the right thing right about now. Now they're wearing some badass leather, or unfortunately, only Mel Gibson's wearing leather because everyone they couldn't afford. It was a low budget movie; they could only afford vinyl for everyone else. That's right. How did you feel about the leather with the powder blue turtleneck? Oh, I loved it. It was good for me. Okay, he rocked it. Yeah, they all did. Yeah, that was their uniform, except Roop. He fucking was (laughs) hanging in it. yeah, his gut was hanging out of it. Stains so. on it. Sta- well, we were supposed to be disgusted about him. Yeah, well, good job. So we open up. He is watching a couple making love in the fields. Yep, using his rifle scope to yeah. watch. Yeah, just some kids fucking on the side of the road. Yep, on the side of Anarchy Road. Anarchy Road. And he's, I don't know, he's getting ready. To, like He's like unzipping his pants, and then Charlie's like, hey, we got a call. March Hare calling in for... Big Bopper. So apparently March Hare is Dispatch. Okay. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I still am kind of foggy about this. But. Again, there's so many fucking great little details in there. Well, I didn't know because I didn't know if they named their cars like names because Max has one. It says Dark One on his Interceptor. Yeah, and th- this will be interesting. So we'll like maybe was they, was their car called the March Hare or whatever? Or oh, Big no, no. Bopper? Big Bopper. Okay. No, no, no. Roop and Charlie's car was called Big Bopper. Okay. Yeah. So their car. Okay, that's their car. And that's why I said March Hare seems to be the dispatcher. Yeah, and this is here's the first thing I didn't I never picked up on because I'm just and I'm just engrossed in the action. The Night Rider I thought was just some joyrider guy they were trying to catch, but yes. no, he had just killed a cop and yes. stolen his V8 interceptor. That's right. So this is the second to last of the V8s, and I love it too because all the uh, all the other MFPs are like 
Motherfucker's got another of our interceptors. It's going to be such a fucking shame to take him down. Because right. that's like killing a fucking unicorn. Yeah, well, that's the, there's something foggy about this. Okay, in his essence, Max is a traffic cop. I mean, like, like so they just solve crimes by running people off the roads? Like, I, I mean... Yeah, the world, again, again, I love it because they don't give us too much details, and it leaves it up to our interpretation. But, yeah, he is a super highway cop. Yeah, I mean, what we learned from this movie is, and this, I, unfortunately, I think we're at the precipice of this in America right now. We're, like, just about to, society's about to crumble. Yeah. Like, infrastructure's going to hell. Uh, We just had fucking train today go off Another the fucking rails. with dangerous chemicals in it. Yeah. No, I, I get it, and you were doing the whole thing where you're like, I hate when people take my movies and try to intellectualize them. Well, but no, 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 no. I'm trying to relate to them. Is that the difference? No, it's just kind of like, I, no, no, no. What I mean by that is they can't just accept something for what it is. There's like, there has to be a hitting meaning because I'm smart, and I like this dumb thing. Ergo, there's got to be some hidden intelligence that you don't know. Okay. I mean, the perfect example to like explain for people. In its time, Shakespeare was for the common man. But now, over time, it's become something for like, oh, you wouldn't understand Shakespeare. 100%. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. And, 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 and when you really think about it, art in general. Because you've seen the shit where it's like people just fucking do like a five-year-old sketch and go, that's genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, why is it like I want to? When people say how much of a genius, we, we've like our whole life we've just assumed Picasso is a genius. Why? Why is he a genius? I want to tell people, explain it to me. Why he's a genius? They couldn't do it. People, I'll tell you right now. Murray did get an honorary art degree for a birthday gift. Did I? Yeah, from Yale. Okay. They're known for art, right? Yeah. So you know, I want you to start calling me Doctor Murray. <laughs> Doctor. Murray Watley. So, yeah, so Knight Rider is fucking going crazy. Joyride. He doesn't give a shit, but why? Because society's crumbling. Who cares? Right. And th this is what I was going to say is like I relate to a lot of these scenes where it's just big. Like we see some of the city in this movie, which we've never really gotten in another Mad Max movie. Right. And it's interesting because it reminds me a lot of like when I go to weird parts of the suburbs. Just. Empty buildings everywhere. Yeah. Well, part of the reason was budgetary reasons. They couldn't afford. Well, obviously. yeah. But they, still, this was very guerrilla filmmaking. But still, it ends up yeah. working on so. It, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, because they're they're out like in the fucking boonies, the sticks, most of the, in the movie. Yeah, which explains some of the towns they visit and everything. Right. So, well, in, in essence, this is a western. I mean, that's what. Oh it yeah. Is. So, yeah. Yeah. So Roop and Charlie, of course, are fighting over who gets to drive. But Roop, being the bully cop, he's like, I get it. The biggest fucking you know, shock in school. Charlie doesn't allow him at first. But yeah, he fights back yeah. for a second. No, Charlie takes off. Oh, he does? Yeah. Because af it's after the first crash, then he's like, I'm taking over. Oh, yeah. okay. I didn't realize yeah. that. Good call. But so, like, and and, and like, like I said, I never put it together that he stole the cop car, but it makes perfect sense because he's on the radio taunting the fucking cops. Yep. So he's, he's fucking literally reciting ACDC lyrics. Is that what he's doing? Yes. I didn't know that. I, our buddy Mike, who's an ACDC fan, probably knew that. But, yeah, he's, he's reciting no ACDC lyrics. And he's got his fucking... Sleazy broad with him, and he's fucking. He's not even wearing shoes. He's driving. Oh yeah, and we can see he's got he's got like a weird little mark that's supposed to be a tattoo yeah. right on the side, like uh, above his right eye. 
And he's also got tattoos on his toes. That was interesting. I don't think Gen Z has picked up on that yet. <laughs> well, the people love uh, girls love having their feet tattooed for some reason. They do. But, yeah, you haven't seen that. Not the toes, the top of the feet. I've seen that a lot. Oh, I've seen that. I've seen that a little bit, but that was like uh, Generation X that I saw again. That okay. Well, I'm I Generation think... X, so that would make sense. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if I've come across too many people with a foot tattoo. Let's see. Well, it's, it's what's what's. Actually, What's, Kayla has one. Face tattoos is the no, whole Kayla thing. No, Kayla has a like Achilles tattoo, like right. Ugh. You know what we need to do right after we recorded this? We're going to get the Toe Cutter Gang tattoo on our face because face tattoo is where it's at right now. That And then we'll get on TikTok. Exactly. And do TikTok dances. <laughs> so, of course, Dispatch, of course, putting out the word, everybody, everyone's getting in action. Well, when the cop killer happens, all the cops got to get That's involved. Right. So. Big Bopper running down the road. It's getting closer and closer, and we're seeing that they're coming up a side road that's going to bleed right into yeah. the road that Knight Rider's on. And you're right, because uh, what's his name? Char- or Ropa. Roop? Roop. I was about to say Ropa. <laughs> Mr. Ropa. Mr. Roper. Uh, Roop is about to, he's taking aim with his gun. Right. And fucking Knight Rider sees that, so he just slams on the brakes. and he hits Classic. His- Hits a car sign. This is this is an allusion to the intro of Road Warrior too. The same scene where you got Wes riding up on Max, and he's got the fucking little like crossbow thing. Yeah, Max slams on the brakes. Yes, wow, beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, Knight Rider's just fucking toying with these guys because these these are like the Keystone Cops. This isn't Super Cop Max Rockatansky. Right. I mean, we're seeing what like what we'll learn later that MFP, the main guy, Fief. He wants, wants, needs Max to right. stick around. And it's because they've been having to pick up hooligans like fucking Roop and right. Charlie. Right. Because like you said, society's falling apart, man. Right. There's not a lot of people who want to wear the bronze. And so uh, we get a call in. We're like, we got to get fucking Max. So they call him up. He's like calmly like tuning up the car. Proud of his interceptors, shining it up. Adjusting the presets on the radio. <laughs> exactly. Puts the fucking visor up. <laughs> He's got, and so this is our like leathering up scene. Puts on his leather jacket, his leather gloves. Just all butt. It's all butt. Don't worry, uh, bro. If you haven't seen this movie, we're not focusing on his face, his uh, anti-Semitic mouth or anything. <laughs> Just his innocent butt cheeks. Right. And- In leather. And then we see he pulls down the visor. We see the shades on. We're like, this is a badass cop. That's right. He's a badass cop. So we get to we get more driving along down the road. And you're thinking, these guys are bored out of their mind. No, it's humming along. Well, because we got fucking Knight Rider with his fucking commentary nonstop, man. Not He's cutting mention, a promo on everybody. Like you just mentioned uh, earlier, we got beautiful little details that we're picking up now because we're really studying this movie. The sign there telling us 57 deaths on these roads. Be careful. Yeah, because apparently that's 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 the biggest problem in Australia at this time is just how, <laughs> car wrecks, <laughs> which I guess was a big thing when when uh, when George Miller was uh, uh, an ambulance uh, EMT. Like right, so that's he would they, know. Yeah. yeah, so right about what you know. Right. So now we're gonna meet our another great character, Jim Goose, the Goose. Buddy, the best friend of Max. Not partners, because he's a motorcycle cop. Yes. And he's in like the diner, Fat Nancy's. That's right. And he's telling this guy, he's like, man, I just had this fucking, 
last night this accident guy's face got ripped off and he was like still alive and this guy's like, oh, I can't eat. He's like, I'll take your shit. And he's just talking down. On that's, that's that's the goose man move. It was it was his trick. I love how they... I never got this until I did the movie for the notes. Like, you know, Mel tells us later, like, Goose is out there fucking around with everybody. He's out. He's so full of life. You can't take Goose away. And, uh, yeah, that goes on later. But here's Goose hustling an old man, monkey hustling an old man <laughs> for his fucking breakfast. Because he's a kid, he's got to eat. I wish more people would have got that reference you did, but, you know. Oh, I wish they would have. But did you notice everybody else in the store, except for the shopkeeps, were like 80 years old? Yeah, because they're they're basically at the Cracker Barrel of Australia, Fat Nancy's. Yeah, Fat Nancy's is just in the podunk little town, you know, so I, I... so he gets a call in fucking Night Rider. I think Night Rider just rides right by the fucking uh, that restaurant. So he like, does, yeah. So everybody's startled by it. Uh, this is a nice little touch. All the tow truck guys are like, "Yeah, we're gonna make some money." So they jump in their tow trucks to follow. That's right. So they can be the first. And Goose jumps on his fucking bike and heads off, chasing after the Night Rider. And now we're gonna get a nice, um, God, tension establishing shot here, because yeah. up ahead in this road. Reckless parents, careless parents, rather, yeah. letting their, ch- their child just wander in the streets. Well, they're arguing over. I think uh, the the man was cocked by his wife, so he's upset with her. Wow, Murray took it to a sexual level. They were arguing over who gets to pick the Gatorade flavor they buy. What did they decide on? Blue. Blue. Okay, <laughs> I like it. So while that's going on, their little rugrat is just wandering into the streets, and we also have another couple. Trying to uh, do a, some kind of maneuver with their RV. I think they're just trying to do a U-turn, but they got like a. It's not an RV; it's a trailer on the back of their car. Okay. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they're yeah, so they're blocking the road, right? Because this guy's an idiot. Yeah, he gets stuck on the curb or something. He could move out of it, but he's like, "Well, I don't know about that one." Oh boy, that was. That's exactly what the dubbed version sounded like, Griff. <laughs> I Good am job. only doing impressions of the dubbed. <laughs> Version. So, but this scene—the point, purpose of the scene—is to show how fucking fucked up Night Rider is. Because he's enjoying it. He's a kid. Because they're right side by side. The cop car. I think it's Roop and Charlie. Yeah, they managed to get their car running again. Yeah, and, and this get... now Roop's driving. So he's like, now, now shit's gonna hit. And Roop has told Charlie, "I'm killing this motherfucker," which we're about to learn right. in a little while that Max is worried that he's becoming one of them. Right. And when you look back on it, you're like, shit. Roop is towing that line. Right. And so, like, even, like, Knight Rider's girlfriend's like, what the fuck? There's a kid. And he's just, like, loving it. He's, he's like, licking his lips. Right. Like, my God, you talk about Toe Cutter being able to lick his eyebrows. That <laughs> He Knight liked it Rider. so much he had missing an eyebrow. That's how I, much he licked it. I wanted, I, I was wondering if I was going to remember to ask you that. <laughs> uh, yes, he was missing one. Yeah. The right one. Yes. That's why you have Lisa Left Eye. So I think what so what happens is they like sp- like spread out. Cop car goes one cop car just fucking goes off like on like a. It goes to the right and banks off a telephone booth, and then back into the road. And they keep looking back to see like the kid they almost ran over. This right. isn't Roop yet. This is the other cop car. I don't remember their name. 
But there was like the other okay. car in Chase. I I, yeah. I can't remember their name, and they're the ones who hit the phone booth, and then they fucking launch. Do they? I, yeah, they go right yeah, through they that go trailer. Through, through the trailer, it was a great fucking stunt. Looked great. It looked amazing. They and get fucked up. We got. I think it's uh, what's his name, uh, Goose, right behind them. Yeah, Gro- Goose like skids out. Pay attention, people. He skids out on his left leg. Oh, he did. Pay attention. Remember that detail. Okay. But he's Movie like, ruined. But he's all right. And he like calls and he's like, Max, we're all out. It's up to you, dude. I love it because the people driving the truck with the RV attached, they're like, you all right there, mate? And he gets up. He takes off his fast ma- face mask. And he's like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck's <laughs> going on, bro. He's amazing. Goose is brimming with just this amazing energy. And then it almost makes you want to vomit to think another movie that people claim is better (laughs) took the name Goose and gave it to a fucking geek. Yeah, we're talking about Top Gun, people. Top Piss. Sorry, Stuart. More like it. Still not good. And so, yeah, and then uh, Roop and Charlie crash, too, so much that, like, Charlie gets his throat slashed open. Right. And careless Roop calls it in. Hey, you might want to bring the meat wagon around. Uh, Roop's got a cut on his neck. Or Charlie's got a cut on his neck. Yeah. He's visiting the chocolate factor early. And so we're like, all right, now we're finally going to see the man of the hour, the tower of power, the guy we came to see, the man they named the movie after, Mad Max. That's right. So he just figures out a way. Like, he's always one step ahead in iRider. Literally. Uh, It's... We could go to the wisdom of Homer Simpson again. He watched some show, Night Boat, and there's always a ravine or a creek or something that cuts across and gets him in front. You listening, bronze? I am the Night Runner. I'm fueling Jetty's suicide machine. I'm a rocker. I'm a roller. I am out of controller. Which is an ACDC song. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. The toe cutter. How you? Yeah, he's like. We learn a toe cutter is like a cult of personality. These guys want to impress toe cutters so badly. And I love it because, like, when you really start to notice this, you're like, what does toe cutter do? What has he done? How does he get we, this status? We don't know. That's our imagination. But then again, yeah. George Miller knows. But he's like, I want you guys. To- I love that. Uh, I love. That's why I love David Lynch. I know people say he's fucking weird. And I love that. He's just like, no, I just like people to talk about it. I have my meaning. You have your meaning. Perfect. Exactly. So, uh, Max has got ahead. He he can sense where Knight Rider's going. So now we get a little game of chicken. That's right. And fucking, we see what how how much of a, a fucking roll rocker roller out of controller Knight Rider is because he bitches out. That's right. Fucking flinches, goes away, and then he's, he's such a bitch, he starts crying. He's like, oh, my God. He can barely put put his weight <laughs> on the gas pedal anymore. Max has time to go another mile down the road, stop, calmly do a K-turn, get back on the road, hurry back up to him, and now he's behind him just honking the horn. And Knight Rider is just all tears. His lady is like, it's okay. It's okay. It's all over. It's all over. He's just crying. It's like, God, what a bitch. All talk, no action, Knight Rider. That's right. 
And then there's up ahead. There's another car wreck because like this is this was the the hell of the future Australia. It's just car wrecks. You guys don't have guns. Yeah, that's right. So you just <laughs> we still do a lot of that too. You just use cars as your weapons. I got to tell you, we had a horrible snowstorm up here in Michigan, and I had to traverse some of those roads, and there was a lot of massacre. It almost looked like a Mad Max, but too much snow. Okay. There was even I got to show you the picture of it. I was sitting at my computer. And the transformer across the street blew up. So that whole side, there's like all the trees over there, just illuminated in fire. I was wow. like, oh, fun. Well, that's that's for good foreshadowing to this next scene because apparently someone strapped a rocket on the back. of It, it was very obvious. I mean, they literally did. put a, they, they went to the Navy and got a rocket. Oh, no shit. Put it on the back of Knight Rider's V8, V8 Interceptor. See, it just fucking takes off. This was kind of it, odd. It kind of like, like, I guess what they're trying to do is like, you know, it got triggered because it went up over a little hill and it kind of came to a weird landing. And I guess that's what it was supposed to be. I just, I think it was just like, hey, this would be really cool if we put a rocket. Because the, the, actually the shot fucked up. But they like, it looked cool enough. They're like, fuck it. We don't care. I think it looks cool because, enough. Because, I mean, if you, can, you can see it. You watch it. Obviously, no one's in the car. It's just because yeah. there's a fucking literal rocket on the end of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, of course. And then it crashes into some cars, and there's a huge explosion. It's like, case closed. I mean, that's, I guess that's, that's like how they use Max. He's like, just this, this kill these people. And they referred to this in the movie as the, was it Case 3 or Chase 3 or something? I don't remember. Yeah, it was like, they, they just kept referring it to as, oh yeah, you remember that uh, Chase Level 3 or whatever it was? All right, this next scene, that we've there's a little, this is where we disagree. Oh no, Murray, Murray is just <laughs> so fucking hard, he doesn't <laughs> understand. I mean, I'm willing to argue this belongs on the Sveetson scale, so please, <laughs> introduce. Right. Okay, so this... We're back at Max's place. All right, I'm. We're we're having some nice smooth jazz playing. I'm like, oh, okay, this is just a transition. We've the high octane action. We're we're, we're cooling down with some smooth jazz. That's right. Throwing cool. on the soundtrack. By the way, I want to point out a lot of people, and I can understand would would think the uh, the music for this movie is a bit jarring. It's a bit at times overly dramatic. But I love it. I think it really fits this movie. We watched a movie earlier this week that had jarring movie music, <laughs> and I gotta tell you, the music in this I felt was very fitting. But yeah, but I mean, but you, I mean, you gotta admit it is jarring. It's very bump, 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 bump. It like hits you. Yeah, but, but it I, works. Like a lot in other movies, I think I would have been annoyed by it. But for whatever, and it works in Road Rage. The 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 uh, and it, it's funny the. Uh, the composer Brian May, who is not the Brian May from Queen, I did. I thought it was too, and I'm like, no, it's just some guy with the same name. He did the first two, and then in the third movie, they got like a tradition. They got the guy who did Lawrence of Arabia's. Uh, oh. It was a very traditional score, okay. And it just to me took the balls out of the fucking Mad Max series. Yeah, I don't remember the music that well. In it World was just Warrior. generic fucking like what you'd hear in any movie. But to me, Brian May's soundtrack is very. Mad Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like that. Like, it really is unique to this fucking series. I like I like the contracting kind of music, the more intense, and then mix it up with, like, the soft jazz here because it's just we're seeing a man torn between the two worlds that we're going to explore more in Road Warrior. So, all right. So I'm like, oh, it's just a transition. No, 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 no. We see Max. We cut to... I, don't skip over this. They have a fucking baby. Mm-hmm. 
that is in some scenes and out of some scenes. He, yeah, well, we see that he carries his own gun. I mean, this kid, like... Yes, that's right. We see yeah. him playing with a <laughs> giant fucking revolver. Which is great. Because it just plays into the whole society's just fucking crumbling. Yeah. Like, it's these these people who are the normal people are okay with their kid literally playing with a gun. Right. A fucking toddler. Hey, they practiced their second he had American the Amendment. He, well, yeah, it worked better in the, the American dubbing. Yeah, that's but, true. But they did have the safety on, so it was so okay. So the kid's on the fucking table just eating a towel, and Max <laughs> is enjoying a nice, crisp Foster's. <laughs> exactly because that's what we all know that's what Australia and he had some shrimp that was right off the barb <laughs> and he puts it he just rests his chin in his palm and, and I'm okay up. with it right now I'm like okay fine and then <laughs> then they cut to it the the, the 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 love of his life, Jesse his wife is literally playing the fucking smooth jazz on a saxophone do not let Murray sell this scene short and I'm when I talk short, I'm talking about Max's shirt that he she is wearing right here, riding real close to the crotch there, while she's playing a saxophone, frizzed out hair, not even a couple buttons undone there. I mean, she's not a busty her, one, yeah. but it doesn't matter. Fucking Murray, if there was fucking in this scene, this would be a perfect ten out of ten. <laughs> even without fucking, this registers as a six and a half because the fucking mind play the fuck play <laughs> happening here is off the charts so what are you saying is this foreplay or is this after the fucking half this is foreplay okay this is she's foreplay. kind of seducing him with some smooth jazz 100 percent. and think about how uh uh what do they call that word what's that word they say i have no idea um i'm not you i don't i'm not in your head oh you're right about? you're not me yeah. <laughs> not in my head. but this is very uh progressive okay because the the woman is trying to seduce the man but then it gets regressive just the next scene <laughs> yes, because does. she's drying his hair like she bathed hey, him. Tearing between two worlds here. Okay, yeah. That's the plot. That's so yeah, it. after I guess I'm, it makes sense that like George Miller was being discreet. He's like you like what we always said, he's about use your imagination. So he lets us use our imagination about the great fucking that's happening. Yep. And then we're at we're at the after scene where they're showered off. They to she's toweling him off. That's right. And he's just like, oh. I I like that. My version of this makes so much sense. It's foreplay. And then they're like, well, we need to occupy the kid. Give him the gun. Put him in the corner. <laughs> we fuck. He doesn't give a shit about anything but that gun. He's so. smoking a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> So they've like yeah, yeah, she's she's toweling him off, and we hear in the background we hear the story about the cop killer, Night Rider's been dead, and she's like, "Wow, he sounds like a real piece of work." He's like, oh, "He's just another fucking crazy, you know? Who yeah. fucking cares?" Third incident of its kind in the last twenty-seven days. Uh, Max is on TV again because apparently he's, he's a superstar, super cop, you know. As FIFA will say later, the world needs heroes. All right, so the next morning he's getting ready. Like she's worried. She's like, she's seeing this is dangerous, right? You know, and he's just like, this is my job, you know. He's he's not even registering that he was in a life or death situation, right? And she, of course, is concerned about that because she wants to build a life with him. They have a little child. <laughs> they named Sprue together. Sprague. Sprague. 
which is even worse. Yeah. <laughs> so Sprague, she's kind of like, do you really have to go into work today? Meanwhile, Sprague, he's like cleaning the gun and shit. And <laughs> Sprague is on the floor <laughs> like, cleaning. Dad, here's your gun. <laughs> Clean he, it for you last night. Mel Gibson is busy eating four apples. <laughs> yes. And she's just like, really? He's like, look. Goose needs me. Goose wants me in early today. He's got some new cards or something. I don't know, but Goose. And she's like, all right, you go off. I didn't even really think about it. He's so innocent about it. He hasn't really thought about it too much yet. This is his world. He's immersed. Yeah. That's all he knows. Exactly. He's just like, no, this is just what this is what you do. This is how I provide for right. you. What do you mean? Yeah, well, it, it, that is true because, like, like I've experienced really weird fucked up things in my life to me are just normal and i talk to like normal people and they're like that's really fucked up and i'm like is it like you yeah. just because when you live you're in it you don't see that exactly shit. no it's 100 percent. he's just in this like, world it's just this is it to him so he doesn't know any difference so he's about to get in the car he's like hey wait she's oi that's what the that's they, what the they had a mini is. fight and so she has yeah. to oi him and then she does a little. By the way, she just made this shit up. They said this is not like sign no. Language. It was garbage when she was pointing to her like <laughs> wrist. I was like, no, that's yeah. nothing. She, but then he's like, he's like, what the fuck? What? What? Crazy about you? You didn't even have to say that. They have a beautiful word in Australia for confusion. Oi! <laughs> it works for everything. It works for everything. You want a beer? Oi! Crazy about you. So now, like, yes, I mean. One thing I'll give, while well, you, you, according to you, George Miller is a, a master of like sexual tension. Like to me, it might have been his friend. To me, it's kind of they're trying to develop some kind of relationship with these characters, so you're 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 invested in their 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 relationship. I mean, considering some of the dog shit I've seen, I love this scene. I thought okay. it goes up there. I thought Jesse shines in it. Okay, thought she looked great. And I thought Max just sitting there below her, looking up at her, drinking his beer, kid, like I said, eating the towel. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was Is he eating seat. the towel or just chewing on the towel? Well, you know, babies are stupid. He's teething. Eating is eating is teething. Okay, so he goes to work the halls of justice. And I like it. It's just this run down, dilapidated building. Again, be- this is this is what I love. I love this dilapidated shit. I, again, I love that in Australia, a place where it's like you got a city here, a city here, a city here, and waste. Well, not wasteland, yeah. but you know, deserted land and everything. That's well, awesome. I mean, it really is. I mean, Australia really—it's just people just live on the coast. The yeah. rest is just a hellish desert in the middle. Yeah. It's you know, like, one thing I didn't—I didn't get about uh, George Miller's the Mad Max series. Not so much this movie, but when we get into the whole in the wasteland. You never see Aborigines. Yeah. You think if anybody would know how to survive, because that's where they've lived for centuries. So you're not so progressive after all. Fury Road wasn't as progressive as you want us to think. You're damn right about that. And you know what? If you're gonna, like you said, if you're gonna be in the wasteland and all that, he did his George Lucas. In thing. a way, though, I don't want it because you know what it would be. It would be there'd be a scene where Max like passes out in the desert. He's found by an Aborigine. And then he's like nurse back to health. Yeah, maybe that's you know. why he omitted that because yeah. Max, of course, gets screwed over or does something that people wouldn't, you know, accept as uh, righteous. Yeah. All right. So, all right. I, I said, Goose he crashed his bike, skidded on his left leg. He has a cast on his right leg in this scene. <laughs> Continuity, people. 
I know I know you say it's a continuity error. I believe his left, his left leg's fine. He went and fucked that woman last night, and he fucked up his knee fucking her. Slipped on the licorice. That's right. Flick, flick. So he's just like, hey, Max, I got something for you in the garage. What are you talking about? Come on, it's trust me. We go down there. Here's a little IMDb fact for you. Okay, they only had three of the yellow interceptors. The, well, not the interceptors, but the MFP cars. But they do a great job because they make it seem like there's a lot because every time they switch angles, they park the cars and it, oh, like behind the guy. Because this is a giant underground yeah. uh, garage. Yeah, there's, garage. There's like one light on in it. Right. Very X-Files. And then, yeah, you're right. They just kind of move those cars around because right. it definitely does seem like there's cars yeah, everywhere. It gives the illusion, yeah, that they have this huge fleet of cars. That's so cool. Three. That's so cool. And we see there's this grease monkeys like, you're not going to believe this shit, Max. This guy was great because he's like a bumbling kind of idiot. And I feel like a bumbling idiot is... I feel like they use them as mechanics in a lot of the Mad Max universe. Yeah. Like people people that you would say today are on the spectrum. They're just <laughs> mechanical geniuses. You're right. There is a mechanic in, I think, almost every movie. Yeah. yeah. That is kind of like out there. Yeah. Cause, so this was Barry, I believe, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, think, it was, I, I think it was Barry. I didn't care enough about him to even know his name. But he's just like, we got a fucking V8, motherfucker. Yeah, you're not He's like, where did you get this? Well, you know, I just found parts here and there. I threw it together. That's right. And Goose is just selling him on it. I got to tell you, Goosey Boosey, this is... I was like, Murray, did you hate this scene? Because Goose goes... Full Australian. Yeah. He's telling them, it's the Vegemite on the bread. <laughs> it's the fucking sprinkles. Your Jimmy's on your... the eucalyptus leaves your on your koalas. It, it is uh, the duck's guts. It's the duck's guts. And it, fucking Max is like... He's like, wait, wait, wait listen to it. He's a revving it. And yeah, then Max, Max's first reaction yeah. is, okay. Yeah. Because he's kind of, he probably was talking with Goose about the the argument he had with Jesse, and he's like, she wants me to quit. He's, his and, brain is conflicted. And then when he hears the rev of that V eight engine, he's like, I could have had a V eight. Uh, and he's like, when the fuck are we getting this on the road? He like forgets Jess. He's that's like, right. whatever. We me- go upstairs. <laughs> Fifi is listening in. Five, as they call him. I think they just call him Fifi. Because his name is McAfee is his name. Oh, so that's Fifi why they call is his nickname. That makes sense now. Play, did you recognize this guy? He was in our other Australian movie we did like last year. Oh, was Turkey he? Shoot. Turkey Shoot, which he, explains why Goose called the guy a turkey. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> One of my favorite scenes ever, by the way. And so, yeah, he's just like, he's like giggling. He's got these binoculars. Like, they're in a parking garage. How does he know what's happening? I thought he was just looking out into the courtyard with the radio and heard it. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes, that That's how I more, read it. That makes more sense. Yes. But what doesn't make sense is he turns to a man. Police commissioner. Police commissioner yeah. wearing like a suit, but wearing armor underneath yes, he's, it. Yes. He's, he's on his way to his kendo stick training. <laughs> Amazing. And he's saying a scene I never picked up on. I didn't either. I never understood the scene. No, never. Did I. You know why? Because the, all the Australian talk threw us off. The walkie poggies and the yeah. whistle whistles. We're I, still trying to like make sense of that shit. So we missed this entire scene. At one point, and this is a joke I've used for the longest time, and I think the guys might be Australian or something. They mention donk. And I lost my brain. I was like, did they really just say fucking donk? It was the mechanic. He's like, do you want me to check on your donk? 
It's which like, what the fuck is a donk? It's uh, the engine. Cause you know how I know that because I watched they had a thing on my DVD where it would tell you like facts that would pop <laughs> up. It's like it's like the Amazon thing. It would it would it was and they truth, would, and they would tell you speak. all the Aussie slang. It was like at the back of uh, Clockwork Orange, you get the Drew Speak yeah. dic- uh, vocabulary. Well, it's very similar. Wow. Yeah. Well, hey, Australia was founded by criminals, so they're kind of their droogs, you know. That is true. Yeah, I love it. So yeah, so Fifi's giggled. <laughs> He's like. He bought it. Yeah. Because we learned that they're so worried about Because obviously, Jesse's been riding Max, and he's been like, you know, putting it out there. Right. Goose has been working them. Right. But he's just like, we, they, the, they're kind of trying to bribe Max into staying by letting him have the top of the line V8 Interceptor. Right. And like I was saying before, I was trying to build this up before. Like, Roop is kind of like our big cop right now. Roop fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. He has no business having a bronze on his chest. So get that guy the fuck out of there. We need more Maxes. They're trying to build their MFP force around Max. He's the future. Right. So they're like, we got to have this kid. You know, we got to give him a V8. Got to give him a V8. Give him where he wants. Just keep this guy. And even the police commissioner says, am I all done buying candy for your favorite officer? He's like, my kendo training awaits. And he Love it. Weirdest detail. Perfectest detail. I right, love these details. Right. No explanation, which is why I love it. Exactly. All right. So that night, Max is he's he's fucking working out that V eight interceptor because I guess he ran another guy off the road. Like that what Max's job is? Just kill like fucking criminals with his car? Know. Yeah, I don't know. It's just because another wreck. Another wreck. I didn't even think he was uh, responsible. Yeah, for he it. was. I they just showed up. No. Yeah. No. I think no because Fifi shows up to like. Congratulate him. He's like, you got another one, Max. Oh, okay. Code three. That's what it was. So yeah. So like, there's this, there's a guy hanging out of the car. I mean, I guess, I guess they're well, they have guns because they they have shotguns. I don't know. Put it's just cooler to like run somebody off the road. And think crash about him. this. And, and again, a reason why I don't really care for Fury Road. Throughout this movie, how many times did you see a gun get shot? Not many. It is four by my count. Okay. Yeah, because I don't. I mean, I know they. At this time, I think yeah, you, they could have guns because I know there was some incident, like a massacre happened in Australia, and they were like, we're not having any guns, and they yes. just got rid of their guns. But that happened, I think, in the nineties. I thought I think that hit, happened in the nineties. Yeah. yeah. So at this time, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm sure they had sensible gun laws even before that. It Probably. wasn't like you can't have fucking assault rifles. Probably. You could have like a shotgun, a rifle, a pistol, or something. Yeah. yeah we do see a lot of uh, like long guns in this movie. Yeah. Actually, no, five because I forget May takes a shot. Yeah, but she doesn't hit anybody. So. She doesn't hit anybody. She takes two shots, so I think it's six. So you see maybe six gunshots. In a and they're movie. all like old-fashioned guns, too. Like, the May has a fucking double-barrel fucking Like I gun. said, she's got a fucking long-ass <laughs> rifle. Right. Old school. And Max is carrying the same thing yeah. as well. well. He's, he's, at this he time, eventually has a At this a time, he has a pump shotgun. At this time. Okay. But he eventually, yeah, gets the fucking double-barrel. Yeah, he's got the double-barrel, and then he gets a sawed-off double-barrel. Right. Beautiful. And so, yeah, it's just another night. He's just like, you know, still we're just, you know, hey, Max is doing his job. Yeah, we're establishing again that this is just a normal day. He shows up to an accident, like you were saying with George Mill and the EMT thing. Like, that's his life, just seeing horrible tragedies. But he's like, whatever about it. Right, exactly. He's numb to it. And uh, Fifi's there to tell him, look, 
Knight Rider's crew, the word on the street is Knight Rider crew's after your ass. You got to remember, Murray's telling it in a serious tone, and he's got serious eyes right now. <laughs> he says it in a jovial way. <laughs> yeah. Hey, buddy, I just got to tell you. Yeah, uh, you remember you remember Knight Rider, that Code 3? Yeah, uh, so some of his boys are saying they're going to they're gonna get you. But they're common scrogs. Yeah, and he's like, scoot jockeys? Let's add them to my collection. Like, he's the... In it, he, right. like, he's like, bring this shit on. Right. And Fief, when he hears that, he's like, yeah, that's my boy. Right, he loves it. He's like living vicariously through Max. He's living vicariously, but he also knows he needs Max under his force. Right, on his force. Yeah, Max is the only thing stopping complete chaos. Right, is just that one good cop. We've learned that through all the movies we've done. That one good cop. This is gonna help so many people appreciate this movie in a whole new way. Well, if you don't, if you're listening to this and you don't, fuck you. First no, no, of all. I'm not saying they yeah. didn't appreciate it before. I'm just saying appreciate it in a whole new. Yeah, we've been watching this movie for years and never understood <laughs> some of the fucking context of this movie because we're mesmerized by the action. There's so much to be mesmerized by. Mel Gibson's butt in S- leather. Speaking of mesmerizing, we finally get to meet our villain of this movie we're at like, a, like it's like an old west town and we these bikers just drive up uh by the way they couldn't afford like all these actors so there was a the guys that don't have speaking roles are real life bikers i believe they, they were a, they were an australian biker gang called the vigilantes they and they were beer. doing their own fucking stunts dude these are just regular were. guys think about it back in the and they day. were like you want some beer can you, can you do this stunt? And they're like, fuck yeah, I'll do it. Think about the power of saying, we're shooting a film right now. It'll be released. We can get you a copy if you want it. We'll give you some beer right now if you want it. You can hang out and party with us if you want to. All you just, do you want to be on a film? Think of the power right. of that used to have back in the day when right. everyone didn't have a fucking camera. Well, the, and also, this movie was unique because at the time, Australia, most of the funding for movies came from the government. Oh. And they, of course, because the reputation Australia has is, oh, it's, it's, a, it's a penal colony, so you're all a bunch of fucking white trash, like, criminals. So all they wanted to do were artsy movies to, like, you know. Really? Right. So, like, the fucking Australian movies sucked. And this was, like, the first that was, like, a badass movie because it was privately done, you know? Okay. So, yeah, they, the, the gang rolls into town, like you'd see in, like, a Western, and we see... Uh, it's so beautiful. They, they all roll up, and then they back into their spots. We see, like, a fucking 50s car from the, you know, yeah. America with, like, a flame on the side and some shit. Yeah. I don't remember... Do, all the cars were American in this movie. Okay. But. I don't know what that car is. Yeah. It's very eccentric. I originally 50s, thought it was a 57 Chevy, but it's not. It's like a Coupe de Ville or something like that. It's got that style with the big wings on I, the I mean, back yeah, and all that. Yeah, it looks awesome. It's a cool It looks car. cool as shit. And there's some naked kids sleeping there. Yeah. Well, they're, not, they're, they're partially oh, clothed. Partially clothed. Yeah, they're like very uncomfortable. I wouldn't like... They're like... She's, he's like laying on top of her. Like, yeah. But it had like a pimp interior yeah, and everything. All, Shag like, fur, carpet. Yeah. Yeah, fur, fur This was actually like a really shitty car that they pimped up. Yeah. Because yeah. they, they said they got it super cheap. So. It was obvious it got fucking well, pimped up. Obviously, because we see what's going to happen to it later. Yeah. Is it got it cheap. Yeah. And then uh, there's also like two other young kids that walk out to see like the ruckus coming right, in. Right. Because this is like the fucking sticks. They never see this kind of shit. Right. It's mostly old people. And then there's this young couple that apparently live there and then the people in the car who i don't i don't know they're they just seem to be bumming around here yeah, who knows exactly they're sleeping in a the car for fuck's sake so right. i feel like they're bumming 
So motorcycles come in, they back up, they all park, and then they get the signal from tow cutter to cut their engines. They have to get the signal to cut their right. engines. Like I said, he's like false dome. He's got these people mesmerized. Mesmerized. Why not? He's got that skunk hair, that beautiful right. skunk hair. I was just, when I was watching this, I was like thinking of you. Because I'm like, the way your hair is now, yeah. if you just shaved off your eyebrow, you'd be tow cutter. Yeah, you think so? Get and that white streak. Yeah, and then I think if I... Shave, which I'm going to do in the next week or two, and bleach my hair. I would be Bubba Zanetti. We have that toe cutter Bubba look. You going have on. that more serious tone, and I have that more right. jovial tone. Right, perfect. <laughs> I obviously don't have the body toe cutter as right. shit. I mean, I have Bubba's body going right. on, but and then uh, so we see. Yeah, he gets off, and then we see this young boy, Johnny, Johnny the boy. Yeah, Johnny the boy. You can see he's in awe of Toe Cutter because Toe Cutter takes his helmet off, and he's like combing his hair, brushing Toe Cutter's hair. I. I'm such a nerd for this fucking movie because first, first off, what the good, Kundalini gets off with his right. his friend Mudguts, Mudguts, and they're dancing in the streets. <laughs> right, and uh, Kundalini's wearing like red leather right. with big boots. He looks like Frank Zappa. Yeah, yeah, he does. And then he's got the big mustache and heart sunglasses. These goofs are amazing. Like yeah. their outfits, it looks like they all went and figured them out themselves, and they fucking work. They're dirty as fuck, which is yeah. just adds to it well so yeah they, what they said was they got kawasaki gave the movie the motorcycles really and they the guys who are playing the gang decided we're gonna be a real gang so they like drove their motorcycles from like sydney to mel i think it was filmed in melbourne they like drove all together nice so yeah they were all I, of, I imagine all these kids mel's like 24 at the time. i imagine all these kids are probably in their 20s so probably, yeah that had to be one of the fucking coolest experiences i feel like one of them probably wrote a book about it that's unknown maybe because that would be really well, you fucking know, cool i'm glad about. you brought that up because when i was watching that mad max bible guy show there's a novelization i had no idea of mad max and road warrior i've never seen it, it makes i sense. don't maybe it was only available in australia Anybody has that out there and wants to part with it, let me know. Do you, well, do you, I'll look up the writer and I'll because I like to go to the used bookstores and everything. So that that probably they probably worth a lot of money. I, it'd I've be never, hard to find. I've never seen them. Ever. It'd be I, hard as fuck. I think to find, I believe I, I, pro, I think I did have the novel for Thunderdome. But I don't care about Thunderdome. But man, if I could find the novel because I have the novelization of Escape from New York, which was hard as shit to find. Yeah. And if I could add those two, to that'd my be collection, fucking cool. I'll keep awesome. it. I'll, I love keeping an eye out for shit. But, uh, yeah, so they're into town. And like you said, they're just taking over the town. They're doing whatever they want. They're dancing. They're, I love they're like it. a West Side Story gang at it, this moment. They are like a West Side Story. They're flamboyant. They're doing whatever the fuck they want. They're these dirty bikers. They own every land. You know, like uh, like the fucking, um, oh, God, I was going to bring it back to uh, Kangaskhan and the, uh, the Mongolians. Mongolians. Any land they stepped on, theirs. I'm glad you said that because that was uh, – Hugh uh, Hugh Keysburn, who plays Toker, that was his inspiration. Was Genghis Khan? He had that Genghis Khan kind of top knot. Later he did on. the top knot later. Yeah, Dude, and, and all of his looks. He changed what, and, it too. Well, yeah, and he because him, Bubba Zanetti, and Johnny were all Shakespearean trained actors. No way. Yes, and what he brought to it, and you don't get it in the American version that I saw, is he changes his accent in yes. every fucking scene. Yes. Which and you, you know all the interactions with him, like I said about Immortan Joe, why I don't give a shit about him or don't remember him at all. Doesn't really interact with people like he does, like Toe Cutter does here. Right. Toe Cutter has these tense conversations with people, and you're like, he doesn't even talk to himself for himself in this scene. 
Right. Because, like you said, Johnny the Boy gets off, takes off his helmet, combing his hair back. <laughs> One of the fucking creepiest, most wonderful scenes I've ever seen. He's dancing, prancing. He's got the little scarf around his neck. He's, which got, the, he's got the little uh, Zippo hanging from Johnny the Boy. Yeah, he Zippo always wears that little Zippo. Yeah. Well, yeah, because, like, my backstory for Johnny was always rich kid slumming, yep. wants street cred by hanging with these yep. guys. That's That's got to be his backstory. And that's why, and I that's why I believe, and I he's got to have like parents that have some kind of power, and that's why Toe Cutter wants him, like much like Thulsa Doom had the princess in his kind of, like, yeah, because he wants to like move up, right? It's either that or he just realizes this kid is gonna do anything I want for me. He's trying, he's striving well, to well, be with me. Well, yeah, well, that's the thing, Johnny, and Bubba sees it from the start. Yeah, Johnny is a fucking fuck up asshole. Yeah, and I think. Uh, I think you're right. His toe cutter, it's like he sees him as a project. Like I'm gonna tame this kid. I don't. Yeah, I don't even know if I'd say it is about taming him. No, I think it is because he's like I'm gonna control because this kid's wild and I'm gonna get him to do because like we were saying he's false to do. He's a mind guy. Yeah. he's not a, a muscle. Oh yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. I guess I could see that. So he's kind of like this kid's a challenge. He's a project for me. right. Just to prove. Yeah, you remember Johnny Johnny the boy? He was a mess. He was the boy. Now he's Johnny the man. Right. I no, I like that a lot actually. Right. Okay. So we're like, so now we're like, well, why are they in this town? Well, they're here to pick up the remains of the Night Rider. That's right. And this conversation again is fucking amazing because the boys just walk right by this old man who's standing out on the road, just kind of watching it, but not even caring. He's just kind of like standing there. Boys are walking in front and behind him, and then finally to his side behind him, Bubba stops and goes. What what did he ask? What, is the train in yet? We're coming. We're coming for our friend. I think is what he said to him. Yeah. And he said, "Oh, your friend's coming on the train. Well, I mean, there's nothing but food and a coffin." And he's like, "That's our friend." Right. And they go to the train track, and we see this tiny little coffin. The remains was left of Knight Rider. Right. And someone yells at it, like, "Did they tear his fucking heart out?" It's like, I guess they did. The train guy doesn't know what the fuck to do in this situation. Right. He's he On the inside, he's freaking out. He's oh, trying yeah. to play it cool. He does a great job of playing it cool, but yeah, you know he's freaking the fuck out. And, to, and His fly's not even done. Did you notice that? And Yes, I did. And Toe Cutter can sense that. So he, he wants to add more fuel to the fire. So right. he's just like, who is this guy? Is this some fucking gang? Like some biker dude? And he's like... Grabs the guy's face. This scene was so incredible too. Just how he shot it and everything. Yeah, he's got his uh, thumbs on his chin and his uh, index fingers going up towards his ears. He's Remember the night rider when you look into the night sky. And he's like, "Whatever you say, man, I like that." Yeah. Whatever I say, what a wonderful philosophy you have. So good. Oh. <laughs> and then he's like, "Boys, take him." He goes. And apparently that's supposed to mean kill this guy, like get rid of him. That's what I thought too. Yeah. So but it wasn't. So Johnny and Bubba take off because he needs a moment alone with the Knight Rider because these guys apparently had a close fucking bond. It was, okay. I feel like you got that wrong there because he says, he says, take care of him. And then he makes another gnarled noise at them goes, and <laughs> they all acknowledge it. And then he says, John, he tells Johnny and Bubba like, <laughs> and then they go off, and so we're left there just seeing that you know, um, 
Toecutter wants to hang out with Knight Rider by himself for a little while. We go back to the town and see all the goofs are fucking around with all the townsfolk and everything. Yeah, they're fucking burning donuts on the ground with their motorcycle. That's right. Doing the fucking tattoo symbol. It's a circle with a line through it. Right, and we see that on all their faces. Toecutter gang. Yeah. So they're having some fun. They're fucking with the, the local young couple that I had mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, so they're like... They've got their arm around the girl. She's got a milkshake. She's loving it. She's, like, ready to join the gang. Of course she uh, is. Yeah. She mean, wants to get the fuck out of this town. Exactly. And so the one guy, Mud Mudkip, you said his Mud name was? Mudguts. Mudguts slurps up some <laughs> and spits it out on her boyfriend who shoves him. And then he, he runs away. So fucking con- I was going to call him Cundalingus. <laughs> I think it was Kundalini, he's like playing along with it. And he's like, I shove you, you shove me. They're doing a song and dance like West Side Story. It's, yeah, they go, push me, shove you, push, push me, me, shove you. you. And they go into a room, they go in the building, that guy's hiding. Yeah. Like, Kundalini opens the door and welcomes them <laughs> in so they can beat the shit out of this guy. And then the, we see him drag him out and fucking ride. No, they throw him through the door. Oh, they throw him through the door. They were going to throw him through a window, but they couldn't afford a oh, window. Okay. So they threw him through this like screen door. And then, yeah, they tie him. Did you also notice? I, I thought I was kind of worried about this. They had, the one, one biker had a dog sitting on the back of the fucking bike. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yes. Oh, I'd be worried about that if I noticed yeah. it. Yeah. I don't and like then, that. so, because when they're doing the, the burnout, the dog's barking. That's their dog. That's not like the, That's the right. city's dog. So oh. The dog's loving the burnout. So, yeah, they start dragging the fucking kid, and then that's the couple, like, well, here's our time. Let's get the fuck out of here, because we're going to be next, because there's only five people in this fucking town. Oh, okay. So when you think this is why toe cutters are worried about this? I think, yeah, I don't. I think toe cutters worried they're going to go to the cops. Yeah. And he doesn't want to be revealed yet. Yeah. As we learn later, witnesses are a big deal. Right. So the couple take off in the classic car and then fucking toe cutter hears it. So he runs. He hear, yeah. He hears the engine rev up and we see him start running. And we get to see the continuity of like where the train yard was compared to this downtown. Right, and so Toe Cutter, he doesn't have time for guns. He's got a fucking meat cleaver. So good. And he drives up to it and just chops the fucking windshield. They fucking, you know. Bail on the road. Fucking wipe out. And they just fucking, fucking attack these fucking poor couple. They're like putting fucking metal rods through the fucking top of the car. It's a mess. And it ends with them just dragging the girl and the guy out. And you're like, holy shit, what the fuck are they going to do to these yeah, kids? Really? We don't know. We saw them drag the one guy out on a motorcycle. So whatever savagery they're coming up with, it's savage. Right. And the brilliance of George Miller, he leaves it to our imagination. There's not a lot of fucking violence in this movie. That's what I love. The dentist gave us a lot of horrible visual effects that were terrorizing me. But this movie leaves it up to the imagination. Perfect right. place to leave it. Much in the same vein, the movie you think is worse than uh, what's that movie? Night. The fuck the guy with the the, the chicken. I got molested in the little boat room. <laughs> Night Killer. The movie that Griff thinks is worse than Night Killer, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, is another movie that you don't see hardly any gore, but people in their head think it's a lot gorier than it is. <laughs> That's the same with this movie. People think it's a lot more violent than it really is. Wasn't that violent? So Max and Goose are just chilling out. Some guy's got like this 
kind of cool chopper, like the sidecar thing. With a dome for the sidecar? Yeah. yeah. But it really wasn't a sidecar because it was part of the chopper. Like, it, yeah. It was, it was weird. Used to, I, I don't know. But it had a beautiful woman in it. Yeah. And they were just, yeah, and Goose, he's a beautiful broad. He's got a chopper. Doesn't matter if her boy's with her. Yeah. Doesn't give a fuck. And then, like, Max is like, hey, hey, the American version. Goose, <laughs> you got a call. <laughs> So he's like, all right. And then he goes to walk away. And then he, he's like, pulls out this little card, hands it to the guy. He's like, what's this? Get out of free jail card. And they're like, oh, these guys. And so they go to the call where the people have been attacked. And, and this is, again, so many favorite scenes in this movie. They're rolling up and they see this guy running out because they're getting close to the scene. Right. See this guy running out naked. and uh, Well, he's got no pants on. Oh yeah, he has, he's he has got, a top on. He's got no. It's not even a full sweater. <laughs> it's a it was sweater a, vest. Yeah. It was a sweater vest <laughs> that only went down to like his belly button. It was the strangest thing. We see the whole thing when he's in town. Yeah, so he's running off, and you can see his butt cheeks, Abra. Uh, but unlike us, we don't like we don't like irritation around the butthole. This guy had some red ass cheeks. Well, yeah. The, the implication is not only did she get raped, he got raped. Yeah. So obviously he's traumatized by this. So like Goose doesn't know what's going on. So right. he's just like, "Hey, fella!" He's got like a fucking uh, uh, what do the you the the inner uh, um, God damn it! I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Air <the> blaster. blaster. <laughs> 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 That's what they call it in uh, Australia. The Jimmy Hart thing. What's it called? Yeah. <laughs> no air horn. Not the air horn. That's the thing. <laughs> it's the bullhorn. Bullhorn. Bull <laughs> Everyone hates like, us now. Hey, fella, stop. Hey, we're going to love this turkey. Hey, you're a turkey. <laughs> Goose is perfect. It's like, I. you know what? I like to think now, like, now that we're in more progressive times, can we get away from the, like, any... Anytime a woman gets raped, it's awful, which it is. But anytime a man gets raped in a movie, it's comedy. Yeah. This guy got fucked in the ass, all yeah. right? Obviously, they couldn't perceive that. Maybe they didn't see his red well, butt it's cheeks. Also, it's the 70s. That was the mentality we had. Yeah, no. Kind of like, I, I, Don't I, drop the soap. It's all that kind of... It's always funny when a I guy agree. gets raped in a movie. I, I, hate, I, I hate when people are just yeah. like, oh, he's going to jail. Time to get butt... I think that's a horrible right. thing. Like, yeah, like you wrote a bad check. You deserve to be butt raped for a fucking year. Exactly. Like, there's people who deserve some horrible things, but let's fucking, like... So this, uh, the car is just trashed. It's shit scattered everywhere. We see the fucking symbol of the toe cutter gang burned into the road. And then we see Johnny the boy just hanging out there. They ripped out the fucking chairs of the car and he's in the middle of the road sitting in the chair. High as fuck. He's just fucked up on, I don't know what, eucalyptus. I don't know what. I love this about this movie too because you're like, clearly he's high, but what the fuck is going on here? He was with his boys. Now he's with this girl. He's holding onto her with the rope. Because he's a loose cannon. Like, you know, the rest of the gang did their shit and this moved on. And he's just like, no, I'm going to stay. Why did he? I I think he just wanted to fuck with that girl somewhere because he's got her on a leash. Yeah. So she's like hiding like in the car. Were the remains of the car. And she's got the fucking shag carpet wrapped around her from the fucking pimp mobile. So, like, Goose shows up. He's like, all right. He's like, Max is checking out Johnny. He's like, checking his fucking pupils. He's like, this guy is fucked up on some shit. I don't know what. Johnny's trying to run through the lines that uh, Toe Cutter had used about Night Rider when you look up into the night sky, but he griffs it and he's like, air horn, air horn, air horn. <laughs> night Rider! Hey, baby. He's just like babbling. Like, he's going Jimmy Hart? Yeah. <laughs> Come <laughs> on, baby. Get with the Night Rider. 
So uh, 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 Goose sees the girl. He's like, hey, don't worry. We're here to save you. She's obviously fucked up as you would be if you're here experiencing that shit. Right. Picks her up, puts her in the car. And he's like, Night Rider! And they're like, what are we going to do with this fucking moron? You know? All right. So they arrest Johnny. So now we got to see, well, if Johnny's there, what is Toe Cutter and his gang doing? Right, exactly. How do they get separated or anything? I guess they really are like the fucking Mongols. They just kind of roam around. And again, whatever land they're on, that was theirs. So whatever. So we see Griff and I differ on this scene. Not the scene so much as uh, what's happening. Because I, I, uh, I guess because they wanted to... That the 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 uh, motorcycles appear faster than they are. They did fast forwarding on it, which yeah. I found jarring. I didn't like it, but you said it, it, you like it fit in with what we're watching. I just like because it feels like a nice way. Like we saw this first when they were chasing down the car. Yeah, and I like I like it because it makes it a little bit more intense. What I like about it though is they use it for maybe three or four or five seconds. Well. Part of it was with the MFP cars, they were such shitty cars that they said when they go above like 55, they start shaking. Yeah. So they had to like, like do it when they make, were doing like 40. It. And and then they, there's a scene in Road Warrior where they, they do, do it with the Interceptor, but it makes sense because it's a fucking Ford Falcon. It's not an off-road vehicle. So when he's driving on the dirt, you would fuck a car up going like 80 miles an hour. So yeah. I understand why they had to do it. I just wish they... I don't know. I don't know. I was going to say, like, you could go back, do it, George Lucas, and fix it, but no, leave it as it is. I like it. I like, of course, we've, we were talking about Roll Doll earlier. Just <laughs> leave the blemishes in there so we can, like, understand where he was at the time and talk about that in context as right. opposed to, hey, let's fix this so everyone right. can read it right. with the modern eye. No, that's not, that's not the way we're supposed to perceive these things. Right. So, I, I I think it's interesting because I think they used it in Furiosa too, or uh, Fury Road. I don't remember. I, I feel like they used the speed up. It just became, I had to have looked better than this because I'm sure it did because they technology exactly. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure they still used it in that because it just became a George Miller kind of associated effect. Know. Which well anyway, Toe Cutter is in the back of a truck with the casket holding Knight Rider's remains, and he's blessing every. He's had like a cross. He's blessing the riders as they drive by the truck. Again, another beautiful scene, another amazing Toe Cutter scene. And the only one left is Bubba, and he pulls the car over and motions for Bubba to stop. And Bubba is one of his top guys. That's like his right hand man. Yeah, we always have a right hand man. Uh, Mungus right. had what's his name? Wes. Wes. And so uh, Toe Cutter has Bubba. And Bubba's got fucking Johnny figured out. If I was any member, I was gonna be any member of Toe Cutter's gang, I would be Bubba Zanetti because I would be so irritated by Johnny. I would want to kill his fucking ass. One hundred percent correct. And he's like, because they they they're like, he's like, where's where is Johnny? And he's like, he's fucking still at that. You know, we would just fucking attack those people. Go get him, Bubba. He's like, fuck that guy. Oh no, Bubba already knew he got picked up by the police. Oh, okay. And so he's telling him, your fucking boy got picked up again being a fuck-up. And he's like, I'm not going to fucking help him. I'm done with him. He's a scrag. He's a scrog. He's got nothing. He's a sprog. He's a sprog. <laughs> but Toll Cutter sees it a different way. You'll get him. Right. I'm not doing shit for him. Yes, you're not doing shit for him. You're doing it for me. He's like, he's like we must teach him, Bubba. 
And he's just like, fuck, all right, fucking motherfucker. So we just see the power of Toe Cutter. Even this guy who seems like he's his own man bends at the will of fucking Toe Cutter. Right. So, all right, back at MFPHQ. This is must be like like a few weeks from now. That that was amazing how, like, the timeline's kind of weird because we had uh, Goose with the fucking cast on. And then in the scene where they pick up the girl, he doesn't have the cast anymore. But it can't be that far away because Night Riders remains. Like, how long were Night Riders remains being like left? I thought he did have the cast on when he was talking to the girl. I don't remember that. I thought he was fine. Oh, I'm thinking of when he was talking to the girl in the motorbike. But that was the same day. Because yeah. he had like a white, he had like a full white thing on too. Okay, well that may, that would make sense why he'd be in the car instead of riding his bike. So maybe they did. I, yeah, I, that's why I was in the car. But so this is a little ways down. So uh, Johnny, once again, is why I think Johnny's a rich kid because he's got a suit now. He's got a lawyer. Like they're waiting to pick him up to take him to court. Well, I thought they dressed him up to go to court. The MFP did because they were saying, "Did you dress that kid up?" Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, Murray. There's so much that happens. You in know that why soft... I couldn't understand it? Because Charlie had his voice box. They're yeah. coming for Charlie. I see the interceptor. <laughs> but no, yeah. I I watched it with closed captioning on, okay. so I caught some more right. of like because uh, the soft woman dispatcher, uh, March March Hare, which is you and me, we're March Hares. <laughs> um, yeah, she she mentioned that they needed to dress up. Okay. What's his name for his trial? And he's just still fucking out of it. He's just fucking. Uh, I think they got like a, they got him in shackles. Yeah. He no. <laughs> this is amazing. Another amazing scene. We're seeing the insides of the MFP. It's shit. Yeah. It was an abandoned um, sewage treatment facility. It looks it. Oh. It looks like hell. There's shit There's all over bare the walls. Light bulbs. There's fucking. The, the skeleton of walls and shit, right. the frames. Johnny is just propped up on a desk. Bubba, or Bubba, uh, Goose. Goose has put his helmet on like uh, a coat rest up there, and he's flicking quarters, but intentionally missing them to hit Johnny in the face. Right. Just so he can be like, oh, no, I'm playing this game. I'm sorry that your client's in the way of it. And Johnny's so out of it, he doesn't even notice. Johnny's, yeah, he, well, he's probably coming down from wherever he fucks was fucked up on or something or he's just discouraged that he got caught i don't know but uh fifi shows up with a couple guys in suits and he's just like he, he pulls max aside yeah, he's like we're gonna have to let him go none he, of the witnesses showed hey there max you're gonna have to sit on the goose sit on the goose no contest Right, and so the lawyers are like, Un- get, "Unshackle my client here," and Goose is like, "What? What the fuck? I thought we were going to court." And he's like, "There is nobody showed, man." And then we get a little detail. I don't know if you picked up on this. Uh, Fifi's like, "The fucking girl was like the town pump. Everybody fucked this girl, so nobody's gonna believe that she got raped." Whoa. So like yeah, it was like nobody showed like that. So what probably happened was the guy that got raped, he probably was just driving through town. He met her, was fucking her, and then he was gonna like move on or whatever. Oh, that's because they said she's just like the town slut kind that's of. That's really interesting. But 
That's a, that's a really awkward way of Fifi trying to calm Goose down. But don't worry, she was just a horse, so it was kind of like it's not that big a deal that Johnny's getting off. I mean, he kind of like again, he brushed over that. I heard, I picked up on the part where he said, "Not a single fucking soul showed." The bikers, of course, didn't show. The boy didn't show. The nobody town, from the town. Didn't show. The nobody from the town showed. The girl, of course, you know. Right. Terrible. And so Goose flips out. He's like, no, fuck this shit. This fucker ain't getting off. So we got a whole scuffle happening here. They're trying to hold Goose back. Johnny realizing he's a free boy. John, free Johnny the boy. Uh, he's like kind of mocking Goose, calling him a punk and everything. Was like, hey, Goose, see you around. And then he slaps the back of his head twice. Like, <laughs> is that a dick sucking thing? I don't, must, hey, any Australians, can you tell us? Is that a thing you guys do? Man. But that infuriates Goose. Goose runs outside, starts pummeling the shit out. And Bubba's like waiting out there. They, they have the remains of the car. Their kids are, like, jumping on it and shit. Right. Kids are just having fun. Hey, mister, what do you think happened to this car? What do you think happened to it? It's like, I don't know. It got real messed up. Did someone chew it up and spit it out? Maybe it was a result of anxiety. That's a George Miller got today's youth. That would resonate. Anxiety. So he's out there waiting. Fucking Goose is pummeling the shit out of fucking. Oh, I'm gonna have my my. We're gonna bring you guys up on try like on charges and all this shit. This is again what's so interesting about this world is that it's like everything's tattered. There's barely any city remaining. We saw what was supposed to be a downtown era. It's desolate. It looks like fucking. Uh, uh, God damn it. Who was our summer boy last year? Charlton Heston. Yeah. In uh, the Forever Man. Omega Man. Omega Man, where the city is just vacant. That's kind of what this city looks like at this point. Right. But they're still trying to adhere to some threads of the law. Right. And at this, yeah, uh, oh, it's it's fucking wonderful. Well, and Fifi can understand. He's like, can see the morale. There's like five cops left in the whole fucking area. He's like, look. Long as the paperwork's clean, do whatever the fuck you guys got to do. I'm glad you remembered that part because yeah. that was such an important part. Because right. it's just like you can't you you can't accept that these these people who are trying to kind of fight for justice are going to be able to accept this. They know this kid's up to fucking no good. Right. But it's yeah. All right. So if you're in a biker gang. Sometimes you got to go to the beach and just hang out. Well, we learned that's what they're doing. They're just heading out on the beach and relaxing, having a good time. They're just enjoying the thrills of life. And it's not behind a screen, right? I just love they're on a beach. They're still wearing their leathers. They're all leathered up. Oh, yeah. No, you never take your leathers off. <laughs> Even if it's 80 degrees. On You're the a beach. leather daddy for life. Right. We're on Australia, after all. And was there's they had some chicks with them. Was the chick from the town like with them now? Because it was like I a redheaded chick. I don't know if it was the same one. I think it might have been because there was two of them. Yeah. And yeah, I don't remember. I I don't remember. And you know, the scamps, Mug Mudrot and Kundalini, they found a mannequin. They're just like, hey, check this out, man. They're making out with it. They're the cut ups of the gang, the that's comic right. relief. Exactly. And that's when I didn't even notice this the first time, but Kundalini or not Kundalini, Bubba comes over because he's disgusted by the scene. Murray, yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah. disgusted by seeing his, right. you know. So he whispers uh, into Tokutter's ear like, "Juveniles uh, are no good for the image," or something. I it was right. something well, about yeah. juvenilia. Yeah, but because it is, it's fucking stupid what they're doing. Right, and he's just like, why am I part of this gang? Right, like, what he's the fuck? serious all the time. 
That's the thing. I want to know their story because Carter had to have saved his life or some shit. Exactly. That he would put up with all this bullshit. This is what I Because he's always, that's what I love about Bubba. He's always on the periphery. He's never involved with the shenanigans ever. Right. He's always on the outside looking, like, outside looking out. He's like, I don't want anything to do with this shit. Right. Like, he'll let the goose be the goose, but at this moment, he was just like, I'm done. I've had enough of the goose today. So he goes over. He's fucking playing with this giant, like, holster that you can see. It's a full enclosed, but he keeps one of those fucking, uh, it looks like the Luger pistol. We we had a yeah. conversation about that a while ago, because yeah. well, I think it was in it, Turkey Shoot. It was a call. I, it was in the IMDb. It was a Mauser is what it's Mauser. called. But it is like an old, like, like Nazi gun. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we had the Mauser gun. And uh, so he's fiddling with it, and he's telling Toe Cutter, like, we got to fucking cut this this little shenanigan out. And so Toe Cutter is wearing, like, a space blanket. <laughs> and he's holding a shotgun. So amazing. The double-barrel shotgun. He throws back the space blanket to reveal his shotgun that he's got next to his face <laughs> and fires a round off. Can you imagine? <laughs> right next to his ear, yeah. How horrible. I mean, he can bar- probably barely hear as it is because of all the motorcycle riding, but then again, the helmet might muffle it, but still amazing. Yeah, and he tells uh, Kundalini to put the fucking mannequin up against this, like, driftwood. and He's he- going a whole spiel. The bronze center here, because the bronze likes us. We got a straw man this mannequin into being the force that's trying to stop them. Right. He's always playing mind games to keep these guys under control. He's a politician. Right. And fucking Bubba pulls out that gun and he gets where he's aiming. He's going to shoot that mannequin. That's right. Because he wants the appreciation. As, as much of his own man as he is, he still wants that approval from fucking Toe Cutter. That's right. And he's about to do it. And then Johnny just grabs the shotgun from Toe Cutter and just sh- Blows that mannequin away. You know, I was trying. I was struggling to figure out this scene, but you're right. It was Bubba trying to take the credit for like ending the fun and everything, and then Johnny realizes this is a chance to score points after he just got imprisoned. Right. Well, that too, and it's also to show how out of control he still is. Like he doesn't know his place yet, and he's like, I don't like. He doesn't respect Bubba. So he's like, even though he sees Bubba is doing the thing, he's like, no, I'm gonna do the thing. Right. And he even tells, as he clashes to his knees here, Johnny the Boy starts going in, if you got to get the bronze, you got to do it big, big. And he had he had the shotgun or whatever it was. Right. And, like, Toe Cutter sees, it's like, I got to rein this kid in. So he's like, come with me, Johnny. He grabs him by his tie and takes him out into the fucking I mean, he's going to lose Bubba if he doesn't do this. Right. Takes him out into the water, puts the fucking gun into Johnny's mouth. Tells him he's just quietly tell him everything's gonna be okay. Everything you fucking listen to me. Everything's gonna be okay. And then they just walk off into the sunset, into the water. Honestly, despite seeing this movie, you know, nine or ten times before, I was like, does Johnny ever return to this movie? Do they just walk him into the? He does. Yes, he does. I, I was, it was it was like I was watching the movie for the first time. <laughs> I felt so embarrassed because I really like this movie. And I watch it again, uh, just a whole new world. Well, are you ready for a licorice ride, Griff? Because that's where we're going next. <laughs> Woo, the licorice ride! Yeah, we get some 
chicks singing this song at a club. Goose is loving it. Oh, my God. He's pumping his fist. He's drinking his beer. She's licking her lips at him. Right. He's licking his lips right back at her. And something tells me. There's something. It's not. This is. This song isn't about candy. I think there's some like. I don't. Some metaphors going on that I, I'm not picking up on. I'm not picking even after up my on fucking twelfth viewing. I was like, yeah. no, there's something there. When she picked up the licorice rope and was grinding it between <laughs> her, her taintal areas, I was like. I, I don't know. I thought this was an innocent song. They're trying to dirty it up. <laughs> I thought it was like a cut song from uh, Chili, Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Willie Chonka and Willy the Wonka, Wonka Factory. Willie Chonka? <laughs> that was the Australian version, Willie Chonka. <laughs> it was just, it was just chocolate-covered eucalyptus leaves. That's all they ate. Oh, and, but Goose is getting the message loud Goose, and clear. Goose understands every use, use of it. Euphemism, euphemism in the world while that's going on we're out in the parking lot we see this mysterious figure tampering with goose's motorcycle which to the people who watch this movie and have griff syndrome you think it's max just at home working on his car yeah if you're griff you think that if you're paying attention you notice it you don't know who it is yet you just know it's somebody fucking with his bike yeah Cut to the next morning. We like, like you said, George leaves the violence and the fucking to your imagination. But we know Goose rocked that pussy all night long. That's right. We see him get out of the bed, and right. he does the right thing. He puts on his clothes, and then he turns just to appreciate the job he did. She's fleshy, wiped out. Fleshy white butt cheeks <laughs> just flapping in the breeze. She's yeah. wiped the fuck out. He just tore that shit up. That's right. And he's like, oh, another satisfied customer. Walks out. Get a nice look. Uh, she she nailed a Cupid doll to her apartment door. Again, details, people. Right. Like I'm so bored of these high budget movies that look like model houses. Yeah. Fucking details, like these just these little things. They go such a long way because yeah. idiots will notice them and get tattoos of them. Yeah, because because people and sometimes people in movies think like. People can afford these giant McMansions and shit in real life. And that's probably why people want McMansions, because they see that and they think, that's what I'm supposed to have. Right. No, you're supposed to live in a fucking shitty-ass one-bedroom apartment with a Cupid doll nailed to the front door. One of my favorite things about Arrested Development, it's mocking the McMansion uh, luxury, and yet, it's still a big thing. So Goose jumps on his bike, heading to work. Meanwhile, we see Johnny hiding out in a car, yeah, he just wakes up when he hears Goose taking off, gets up, puts the lighter <laughs> to his arm. Ouch, that hurt so bad. Right, because he's realized he's not so tough as he thinks he is. It's an interesting little, like this scene should be studying classes. I'm sorry not to intellectualize this movie, but that scene, yeah. that was kind of perfect for Johnny. Like you said, the, mis- the, the, the fucking middle class kid who wants to get away from his parents ends yeah. up, you know, he's a misunderstood punk. Exactly. He starts falling. And so we're now like, oh, we're putting it together. So that was Johnny tampering with his bike. And lo and behold, Goose, he's out on the open plains. He's just letting it loose. The throttle's wide open. Something fucking, whatever he did, fucks with the car, flies off the road. That's right. So you're expecting at any minute because music man Brian De Palma, not that one, got this tense music going here. 
Goose is laid out on the ground. He recovers. Brian DePalma? What'd you say? Brian May. Brian DePalma's a director. Director. Well, whose movies we will be doing in our sex thriller month, there we go. by the way. So good fucking tease. <laughs> he meant to do that. I meant to do that. Uh, so Goose is laid out in the grass, and you're like, oh, shit. Goose is not good. The music's getting tense, and... You, you know, we're watching a movie, so, of course, when the music starts getting tense, we know that Johnny the Boy's after him and everything. You're like, fuck, something bad's about to happen here. Right. He goes for his radio. He's calling in, hey, it's me. It's the goose. It's the goose. It, oi. <laughs> and then he finally, like, reveals. He yeah. lifts up a little higher. The wire's been yeah, cut. Well, this is probably Goose's fifth uh, concussion, this movie. I yeah. mean, so, yeah. Exactly. So you're just like, oh, shit. Well, should I feel tense here? Because next thing you know, Goose is up. He's walking around. He's down the road. He found a guy with a truck. Right. He's like, hey, can I use your truck? I'm with the MFP. He's like, sure, whatever. I got this 10-speed with me. I'll use. The- amazing. The guy even loads Goose's bike up for him. Helps him load his bike up. And he's like, hey, when am I going to get my truck back? He's like, don't you worry about you. The Goose never Goes down. I might get a concussion or two, but the noggin's still a rocking. And so he's just driving. We're like, "What's going on here?" I thought Johnny was gonna get him. And I know he's singing some weird song. Driving down the road, punching the roof of this fucking truck. It's again. It's got those little got- flourishes of the Mad Max world right. details because it's like. There was a tube going outside into the car for some reason. Like, there's so much weird shit that I just love to appreciate about this world. He's rocking Olympus. It's break stuff. He's having a great time. On speaking, and that's the illusion to what's going to happen. Break stuff. Because we see Johnny, he's like on a hillside along the road, has like a fucking car rim. Yeah. Throws it. Perfect fucking microwave timing. As much of a How many times did he practice that before? You know he did. He had to have practiced. That's that probably moment. why he didn't attack Goose at that moment because he's like, I got to practice my throwing. That might have been it. Either way, that was perfect. And the edit, like the cut they did for that scene, because he tosses it. You see the car coming in a frame, and his arm is like completely in the shot, so you can't see like the fluid shot. Oh, it's so good. And it hits the windshield. Goose loses control, flips over off on the side of the road, lands on the roof. And so he's sitting in there, and we see and that he's the like gas- strapped in with these. He's a, probably the only person in '79 who wears a seatbelt. That's right. And he can't get the fuck out. Uh, Johnny and Toe Cutter roll up. Yeah, Toe Cutter is fucking loving this because he's like, "This is the boy's opportunity." Right. Yeah. This is the initiation. He's finally because he's he's he doesn't have the tattoo. He's not an official member of the Toe Cutter. Gang. That's right. And he pulls out a fucking home rolled uh, cigarette. He's like, "Light me, Johnny." Johnny pulls out his little uh, lighter that he keeps around his neck. No, no, with this. Pulls out a match. Strike anywhere. Strike, lights it off of Toe Cutter's zipper, his crotch zipper. Of course. With lights his mouth. it. <laughs> Good job. And he's like, look at that cut. Look at that bronze, Johnny. He looks kind of funny. <laughs> and they're like laughing at him because Goose is struggling. Gas is pouring out and yeah. shit. Goose is struggling. Now, Johnny, pull out another match. And he lights it. He's like, throw it on him. He's like, no. Shit's finally getting real for Johnny. He's always been playing around. Right. He was the one telling them, when you're going to take on the bronze, you got to think big. Biggie boppies. Right. No He's, Vegemites. Toy Carter's calling him out. 
And he's like, I can't do it. He bitches out. He's toe cutters literally shaking up. This is your moment, boy. Amazing match that's still lit with all the struggling going. Yeah, on. it's it's getting to his fingertips. You hear him? I can't stand the pain. I can't stand the pain. I can't take it. Fucking great foreshadowing. We saw him try to burn himself and he couldn't take it. And now he can't take it now. Sorry, this movie is just amazing. And he throws it. Well, he doesn't throw it. It just gets thrown. It gets thrown. It gets jarred because it burns him too much. So he drops it. But the dry grass and everything, Mm -hmm. Australia after all. And so the whole fucking lawn goes up. And then it leads itself over to the gas fire. Blows up our goose is cooked. Goose is cooked. We're at the fucking hospital. Max shows up. Runs. He's like. Runs past everybody because they're trying to stop. Like, no, you don't want to see this, man. Yeah. And he's like, no, get out of my way. All, all of his MFP colleagues are trying to tell him, no, 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 you don't want this. And he goes in this room, dark room. There's like a fucking sheet covering. Yeah, it's goose. like a whole little operation tent because yeah. they're trying to keep an it's atmosphere. Probably, yeah, it's probably supposed to be an oxygen tank, but it's just a fucking sheet. Yeah, it's just sheet. And he's With, like, yeah, he's like, what the fuck? And then he w- walks up to it. And this like shriveled little hand, which was the woman who played May later on. That was her hand. Oh, cool. So you know, so it's you know, because she's a smaller woman, it makes him look like oh, he's shriveled. Yeah, yeah. And Max is like, "What the fuck?" And then he pulls away, and then we get that weird kind of fucking like almost pussy fog effect where there's this like. Like, oh, yeah, it yeah. was like a haze for Max, yeah. and it's just kind of like, yeah. And then we get that, this really jarring fucking music. It was good. And he's like, oh, my God. And he walks out, and they're like, Max, Max, what the fuck? He's like, that's not the fucking goose. That ain't the goose. I don't know what the fuck. And they're, like, trying to get him to just understand, like, goose. He's not dead, but he's severely fucked up. Right, what we're establishing there is that you hear breathing when he walks in the room. Yeah. Max sees Well, you get, you get the thing, the beep, beep that we get in and there. That, that as well. And then, yeah, of course, the hand pulls out and, yeah. It's all Should over. they even, like, I didn't have that when I was in the hospital. They didn't put a fucking beep, beep. I was waiting for that. I wanted You wanted that? that? Yeah. Nurse, I can't relax. Give me the beeps. <laughs> right. I don't know if I'm alive. I don't know if I hear that. <laughs> so Max returns home. He's struggling to sleep. He has a nightmare. Wakes up from a nightmare. Yeah. Heads down. We see he's got like a, they got beachfront fucking property out here right. in the Hicks. Yeah. And so. Well, he's the highest paid cop in Australia because he's the best. You got to park that car somewhere discreet, too. That fucking yellow with all the fucking skags after him. You got to be very careful. You played the Mad Max game. Did they call him skags in that? Sure. I don't, I don't remember. You don't remember? Okay. This was, that was more of a Fury road-based yeah, yeah, yeah. game. It was a good game. Did you ever play the NES? Uh... I saw it when I was, I was the guy who does that thing I keep, that YouTube channel I keep fucking uh, promoing, the Mad Max Bible. He did something on the video oh, games. Oh, okay. There's a... There's, 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 Check out that video. It's a very interesting story about. Oh, the did Mad you Max. watch it? Yeah, I watched it. Very, oh. He only has like a dozen. Like, how much can you talk about like the Mad Max series? He only has like ten or so. I well episodes. again, some of these YouTube people like they wear out their welcome. Like I love it when people do like that. The thing they're fucking invested in, yeah. and then they're just done. Right. That's amazing. Like we're doing this. Well, he'll give you updates on the when there's new shit, like the Furiosa movie. I yeah, think he's got, but I didn't watch that. I but, think that's cool too. Yeah. yeah, but it's like his wheelhouse. This yeah. is what brings me to this. I want to have conversations with people right. about that. And so he's ready to fucking quit. He has a heart to heart with Jess. He's like eating a, a peanut butter and honey sandwich. That's right. She know he, she knows when he's eating the peanut butter and honey, he's upset. That's right. That's how he soothes himself. Soothes himself, and he's just like. 
fuck, I gotta, I'm gonna quit. And she's like, yeah. Yeah, I think he should. So he goes up to Fifi. Fifi's got the fucking uh, classical music playing, and he, right. he knows it. When he does the fucking, he goes to Amoeba Records to What's in My Bag, Fifi's like, no, I know who this is. I don't just see classical and, and, they, and assume that I'm fucking intellectual. I know this fucking Yeah, shit. no, it's the best of classical with all the names people know that pull from for the What's in My Bag. And then right. there's the Fifi collection right. where you have to shop by name. Right. Weird. Curated by Fifi. Yeah. And he's, but he's. Apparently he lives at the fucking police station. Yeah, well, there was the loft like up, and it was like five <laughs> stories up there. Right. Like we looked down the staircase, it winds right. a while. So he's just relaxing. He's got his shirt off, but got his nice scarf on. Love him again. Everything about the just little detail of this movie. And he's 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 watering his plants. He's got a soft side. He's not just the badass. He's got cop. a bird too. He's got everything. Beautiful everything little. You need. Excuse me, budgie, budgie. And Max is like, I'm done. What do you mean, Max? I'm done. I'm I'm getting to the point I'm enjoying this shit. I don't want to become like fucking these sickos. Right. Max, you know my creed. The world needs heroes, Max. You, me, heroes. Yeah, because he's like, he's like, there are no heroes anymore. We're all just fucked up. We're going to bring the heroes back, Max. Yeah. You and me. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm out. Look, look, Max, I see it. He slaps him on the face. Gives him a nice Telly Savala slap. He, he does the grab by the face. He's like, take a couple weeks off. Grow a beard. Grow a beard. Go to the beach. Fuck Get your it. wife. Get Give your the, kid a gun. Give you a second gun. Give him an AR. And if you come back and you don't want it, you still believe this, you can, you're scot free. You can go. You can even have the V8 interceptor. That's right. Uh, are you sure? I'm sure. Go on there. Get down there. Get your butt down there before I come on vacation with you. And he's like, I'm still, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not coming back. Thief, I love you. This is bye. He didn't say goodbye, though. Do you notice that? Didn't say goodbye. Okay. This is bye. All right, Rock. All right, Max. He gets a couple stairs down there. Rockadansky, <laughs> you'll be back. You're hooked. I love it. It's so good. All right. So now we're uh, on vacation. We get a nice vacation montage. We get the nice uh, family sedan he bought. It's like a station wagon with some really trashy uh, space graphics on the side. And they pick up a dog. They're doing all this like family shit. They're buying apples. Like, like you apple said, picking. Sprague is in and out. Sometimes he just goes off and does his own. He's the Bubba Zanetti of their family. Sometimes he goes off and does his own thing. Exactly. Like that. You see him load up uh, Sprague in one scene, and then in the next scene, they're frolicking in the middle of like a tall grass wooded area and like everything. A swimming hole type thing. And they're fucking in the middle of this tall grass, and you're like, yeah. "There's children toys here." But there is no child. Yeah. Well, he's off doing his own thing. You know? <laughs> he just he's like playing with a rattlesnake or some <laughs> shit. Like, look what I found, Dad. He's the original fuck. So we get 
we get a kind of an awkwardly written scene from George Miller. It's his first movie, people. It was tough. It was tough. Where he's talking about walking in his dad's shoes right. or something. How we followed his dad, how we looked up to his dad, how we couldn't talk to his dad. Right. And he's trying to open up to Jesse. We learned that's what he's just a closed-off guy. And he's trying yeah. to open up to Jesse. That's the only, probably the only person in his life besides Goose that he can open up to. Right. And even Goose, they make it seem like he can't open up to. It's just... There's a because, side. Well, that's because Goose can't open up because he's always laughing and joking. That's right. You know. So maybe he's been able to do it in a coded way, but he doesn't want to do it in a coded way. Yeah. He, he's he wants try- to be vulnerable. This is this is where we see Max as a vulnerable character. Yeah. He's not the badass super cop we all think he is. And Jess sees, understands, grabs him by the face the same way Five did, and just lays a fat one on him. And he's like, "You don't. You can tell me you love me, right?" Fucking now, right? It's beautiful. So we're trying to establish their relationship. There, yeah, you know. So. Yeah, and they did it, and you know, like a two-minute scene without the child in it. Right, Sprago. So, so now they start some another desolate fucking town. They stop in to get a, uh, a spare tire repaired. Right. We meet another grease monkey. Uh, this guy actually is a friend of George Miller and was a consultant on Fury Road script. Really? Yeah. Just a small grease monkey role. Interesting. And they're just talking. She is like, hey, where are you guys from? You know, he's just making conversation. And they're right. Like, he was all the conversation. Yeah. He was very one-sided conversation. Weird. Which way are you guys going? Have you ever seen a rock before? <laughs> Full of it. They call me Rocketansky for a reason. That's right. <laughs> My dad was a geologist. And fucking Jesse's bored with this. She's like, uh, I think uh, Sprague, he said he wants some ice cream. Sprago has convinced me he wants some ice cream, Max. So. Vegemite flavored ice cream. We gotta head down the old riggedy road here. <laughs> pick us up some of that icy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> milk sorry. bar. They want to go to a milk bar. That's what they say. Maloco Plus? Yeah. Well, that's why Sprague wants it. <laughs> so they're like, we're going to go get some of that ultraviolence. So they drive off to this fucking uh, milk bar. That's right. I guess that's what they call ice cream shops in Australia. I guess it is. Because it was called a milk bar. It was called a milk bar. And lo and behold, wouldn't you know it, they picked the same Summerside town that the Toe Cutter Gang's hanging out at. We see the space fucking artistry on their uh, station wagon (laughs) pull up to the Miloco bar as we see the bikers like all hinging up. They're doing yoga. What the fuck was going on? (laughs) Meanwhile, like I love Bubba Zanetti just looking off into this fuck. He's just like, I'm disgusted with everything. He's just looking off into the sea. That poor guy, he doesn't know yeah. what he... Like, he's in this, but it's like not him at all. He's, I don't know. And like Toe Cutter and Kundalini are doing yoga, and they notice a chick. They're like, hey, we're scumbag bikers. It's my favorite kind of meat. Female. And so as Jesse's walking into or walking out, you of know, the, they say and it's true that in America serving sizes are pretty big. But I thought these were some skimpy ass ice cream cones. Unless she deep throated half of it. <laughs> yeah. It was skimp as yeah. fuck. It was like this little half scoop. Yeah, it really was. It, uh, like I said, unless she deep throated that fucking thing and ate off half it already. <laughs> it was like an inch off the sugar cone. Right. So it was weak. But I love she comes out and you got the two goons. One of them has gone ahead, peeled the banana. He's got the peel on his hand and the banana fruit on his fucking knife. And he's eating it off. Amazing. And then you got the guy in the roof with like a fucking full on, uh, what's it called, poncho? Yeah, he's like, meow. 
Yeah, he's doing cat noises. Oh. And then Tokar, he's he's the leader, so he goes up to her. Yeah, he finally goes up to her. He's ushering her over to her own car, opens the back seat or the back. Yeah, the back window. Or whatever. they just throw Sprago in all the time, <laughs> which is too funny to me. Right. <laughs> 70s child care for you. And then she goes, he goes, she goes up to the, the driver's side, driver's side door. door and he like opens the door and then Chivalry's not dead. <laughs> and then he go, he grabs her hand holding the ice cream. Cone. He does like a gesture to her. Yeah. Like he takes her hand and does a gesture. Like Cause he's, he thinks it's working. Yeah, he does. He absolutely, yeah. does. he's got that beautiful skunk hair. He's like, I'm sticking my chin out. Here. He's high on his own fog, dude. His own smog. Yeah. And so he, he like gives her a nod. Like I can have a lick of your ice cream. Jesse no sells it. She's playing it cool. Yeah. She knows she's surrounded by like fucking 12 men, you know? Yeah. What's she going to do? No reaction at all. So Tokara goes ahead and just lifts her own hand towards his face so he can take a lick. And you hear someone in the background. Did I write it down here? No, I don't think so. What they oh, because somebody says, oh, my, you better be careful of that tongue. He can lick his own eyebrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Love, you be careful. <laughs> And then she gives the old knee to the dick and then smashes the ice cream, the little there was, into his face. And he's, you know what? Hats off to Hugh Keysburn. Finally, someone's selling a, a fucking ball shot. He collapses. Like, right. he's, like in movies, people just leap up immediately. No, no, he sells it. I love it because he's got all the time in the world to menace anybody he wants to. I love it. He doesn't lose his cool here, doesn't do anything. He's just like, fuck. He's not afraid of being embarrassed in front of his boys. Later on, he confronts her calmly. I love Toe Cutter. He's... You know who doesn't? Jess. Because she gets in the car, peels out, takes off. Kundalini's got like a chain. He whips it at the car, gets yanked out, falls. We're like, fuck, what happened? Yeah, really? What the fuck happened? She drives up to the fucking uh, garage. She's like, Max, get in the fucking car. Fuck the tire. Hey, this man's got a two-for-one discount. What happened to the dog? The dog also disappears every once in a while. Was it in the car? Or did yeah. He, or Max? I think Max had it. Max had it okay. here because right. he's <laughs> telling her about the two-for-one deal holding the dog. But you're right because they pick up the dog and then the dog's gone and then the dog's back and then the dog's gone. I think Sprague just rides the dog off. They have their own adventures. It's a whole movie <laughs> series. We don't know. Animated series. Mad Sprague. HBO Max is going to pick up the Golden Globus HBO Theater. HBO Max. Yeah. It's going to pick up our Max Universe uh, series about Sprago and the dog. So they take off. They, then they, as soon as they get far enough away, they stop. Like She explains what happened. The dog leaps out the fucking window, starts sniffing around the back. Yeah, they're having a fun conversation. Fucking, I looked at Sprago's face. He thought I was eating a brick. And then Max tells her, like, oh, you probably were, you fucking bitch. And then that's when the dog freaks out. And they're like, what's going on? They look back. We see poor Kundalini's hand. How would that happen? I don't know. His he hand, like, ripped off. He wrapped it around his wrist really Well, he'd good. be dragged. I don't know. I don't well, he didn't drink enough of that Maloco Plus, Murray. He, he had brittle bones. He's, he's like that Godzilla toy I had where the hand shot off for some reason. Yeah, or maybe he had barbed-wired uh, chain link. Maybe. He, he was, just he ripped, was John Moxley. It just ripped his hand right off. So, all right, they're like, oh, my God, they call in their buddy Ziggy, who's apparently Max knows. He's like an old country cop, looking like Gene Simmons with a goatee. 
And he's like, yeah, I called it in. Nobody's asking about this hand. I guess you guys can have it if you want, you know. Right. Possession, nine-tenths of the law. I wouldn't freak out about this. It's no big deal. <laughs> Literally, no big deal. Well, that shows you how much society's collapsed. That's their attitude. Exactly. They're like, yeah, this happens all the time. Exactly. Don't worry about it. Just, you know, try to maybe stay away from the ice cream shops. Yeah, so, yeah, just go on to May's place. Have a good time, you, you couple. So they never is May one of their parents or grandparents or aunt. They never no explain clue. the relationship. No clue. Just some old lady with fucking leg braces on her leg. I assume. <laughs> I assume maybe uh, Fife told them to come up here or something. Ziggy might have recommended it, but they end up <laughs> it's here. It's like a B and B. Yeah, exactly. But May treats them like family. Aunt they, May. Aunt May. Aunt May. Yeah. yeah, they seem to treat her, treat them like family and everything. So we're coming out. Max is working on the car. He's like, yeah, I got to get this belt fixed. Or otherwise, the car's going to, you know, fucking overheat in no time. Right. And she's like, well, I wanted to go to the beach. She's like, I got to work on the car. Sorry. You know, she's like, well, I'll, I'll just go by myself with the dog. You okay with Sprago? <laughs> Who? <laughs> what? Sprague's underneath. Like, Dad, hand me a fucking wrench. A wrench. Because, you know. Australians just add like IE or O to add in every word. That's all they think. Well, they call it engine a donk, so I don't know where that is. Give me a wrench out there. <laughs> I'm getting the donk already. <laughs> Padonka donk. I'll put a donk so She donk. takes off, and then May's like, hey, if you run, run into Benno, don't worry. He's a he's a, like a little boy. Don't. And we're like, whoa, I don't know what's going on there. Try, trying to ease up on a jump scare we're about to get. So, so she goes to the beach, has a good time. She's just swimming a little, laying out with the dog, getting we, a tan. We get to establish a shot of her going down to the beach. She has yeah. to go through a long forest to we, get there. We do get a, a kind of a, a reminiscent of Friday. I got a Friday the 13th vibe. 100%. Scene. We see a hand touch like a trunk of a tree. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And so we know that somebody's like watching her. And we know that she has to traverse a long way right. to get to the beach. And goes down the beach. Has a good time. Dogs loving it and everything. They take a nap together. Right. And they do like a nice transition of time, whatever. The dog wakes up and just runs off. Right. And then we see, because she's at the bottom of this cliff face, and we see the bull, uh, like Toe Cutter gang roll up on the top of the cliff. Yeah. So like, oh, shit. All right. Yep, no, exactly. No. So she goes walking back. She looking for the dog. Dog's missing. Not calling for the dog. You know, dogs usually respond to names. Not babies, which you'll hear her well, do in a minute. Well, in her defense, they just got the dog. So maybe didn't even... Probably didn't give it a name yet. They probably gave him the name like Fred or something. Yeah, but it doesn't. They gave him a person name and they give their kid a dog name. (laughs) You're not wrong. And so then we see people in the through the forest and we're like, oh shit, it's the gang. It's getting tense. Music's building up. Her heart rate's going up. She's trying to quickly get through the woods here. We have the well. I I don't remember. Benno come first or the. I don't. I think Benno came first because she she. Turns it well. First, we get a John uh, Woo move where like pigeons fly at her face. Oh, that's right. And then she's freaked out by that. And she turns and then runs into Benno, who's this big, like mentally uh, uh, sling blade. Sling blade. Okay, just go with that. People will get what you mean. And by the way, he, this actor is the only actor besides Mel Gibson to be appearing in Mad Max and The Road Warrior. No way. Who was he in Road Warrior? He was one of the guys tied up to the front of Humongous's uh, truck. No shit. Yeah. That's awesome. And he's like, Ooh, you know, and then she freaks out. She, she's, she's never met this guy. Yeah. So she freaks out there. And gives, then she gives chase to him and puts <laughs> his hand behind him anime style and runs like a goose. <laughs> 
And then she runs into fucking dog. They didn't name the dog. Yeah, mutilated. Yeah, t- hanging from a tree. Mutilated. And- Definitely knows that treachery is in these woods now. Right. So she gets back to the homestead. Finally shrieks out, and right. that alerts everybody. But she's coming out of the woods as they're approaching the woods, and Benno's right behind her. Right. And then, so Max grabs the shotgun. He, him and Benno go off to see what's going on. In the woods. Right. Uh, May gets... Uh, uh, <laughs> she gets... We're just talking about Sprague is, like, forgotten. Because she literally gets Jesse into the house. And like, fuck, where's the kid at? Yeah. She's like... May's telling her, I'm going to call in the Dark One, which is what Mel told her to call, which was why okay. I'm like, well, Mel can't be the Dark One. Because May... He, he told May to call the Dark One. And she, I know, there's confusion. Whatever. Uh, but, yeah, she sits May, uh, Jesse down. Hey, don't worry about it, love. I'm going to get you some tea here in a second. I'm just going to call this in real quick. Five minutes go by, then Jesse finally goes, Sproggy doggy. I mean, Sprog, my child. The one I birthed, I think. So she goes running out, and like a dog, she calls for him. Right, and he is not there because he's being held by the Toe Cutter Gang. And they're, like, hanging out by the shed or some shit. Yeah, they have, like, a giant garage system going on here. Right. And one of the gang guys that has no name is holding Sprague. Yeah, Kundalini's, no like, holding his fucking severed hand. Right. Toe Cutter finally comes out. He's got that perfect fucking, like, Nazi helmet on now. No, oh, he's got the motorcycle helmet. It was just the motorcycle helmet? Yeah. Oh, I thought it... I he thought had it, it up, but he had it up, so it was like the eyes were it, where his forehead was. Yeah, it just thing. looked yeah. like some kind of yeah. ornamental... It was a cool helmet because he had like a snake tongue painted down the middle. It was like oh. it went down there. It was like a forked tongue. Maybe I was confusing it for that then. Yeah. Okay. And then because he's got the fucking samurai top knot now. No, he's here. got the top knot and he's taking his helmet off. Well, if it isn't our little mother... Kundalini wants his hand back. Beautiful. Beautiful line. And he's just like... Then, then, then he just starts talking with a Scottish accent. He's like... You, you know something? You ain't got a sense of humor. You got a pretty face. And if you don't have a sense of humor, it would be really awful if something happened to that pretty face. If you... Lost your face. Guys, so good. Because it's true. If a woman loses her looks, what good is she? If she doesn't have a sense of humor. <laughs> and while he's cutting a promo on her, fucking May shows up with her fucking double barrel shotgun. Right? You're like, oh, shit. There's no They're way. They're laughing at her. Like, this fucking old lady, she can do shit. Right. And she fucking actually fires off one of those rounds into the sky. And they're like. No, not in the sky. She hits a barrel that they're standing right next oh, to. Oh, okay. And so they're all like, okay, okay, okay. But they're still kind of like goofing. Oh, no. They're, they're giggling about yeah. it. And they hand over the baby, Sprague, to, to Jesse. They allow themselves to be locked up into one of those little garages. Right. It's like the saddest wood door, though. Yeah. So, you know, these guys aren't, like, intimidated by it. They're just like, it's a minor inconvenience. So Jesse jumps in the car. Remember, Max isn't done fixing it. So, uh-oh, foreshadowing. May jumps in. She's like, let's get the fuck out of here. They don't even stop. There's, like, a gate. Go through the gate. Let's go through, get go to through the, the fucking gate. Ziggy. And, you know, so they take off. Max hears they heard that shot, so he's running back. Right. The gang easily break out of this fucking flimsy-ass door. Jump on their bikes, heading right after uh, Jesse in her car. And the car, we watch it go down the road, overheats, completely stalls out. They're like, holy shit. May tells her, get out and run. We look down that road. 
nothing. Right. And May has one bullet. She has a she has literally a double barrel shotgun. And she already shot off one of the bullets. Yep. So she's gonna stop a gang with one bullet. On motorcycles. Right. And she misses. And the gang just go around her. Boom, 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 boom. Yep. Run over. We just see a child's sandal and ball rolling. You know what? Uh, and that the Punisher movie that had John Travolta in it, there was a lot of callbacks to Mad Max in it, and it irritated me. And they did this callback. They when, did? Yes. Fucking, uh, I don't know. Yeah, when his, uh, I guess they had uh, Punisher's kid, wife and kid get run over because they have, he does the exact same scene where the ball and the shoe go. Oh, into wow. It. Yeah. It, there's another There's another callback we'll, we'll get to later on when we, we talk about it. But okay. yeah. But yeah, runs her over. Max runs up because he literally got like a block away before the car broke down. Yeah. Genghis takes off. They're like, job done. And, you know, he's like crying and shit. And then this is like we said, I, n- I can't believe I didn't pick. I, I'm, you're so mesmerized by the action. You don't, you're not listening to like minor characters talk. Right. So we see her on a gurney missing an arm. And these guys are like, so we're assuming she's dead. I always did. Yeah. But then I actually listened to the fucking doctors and like, oh, she's super fucked up. But we stabilized her. Oh, yeah. So she's still alive. Oh, so yeah. this shows you how like broken Max is, he, how mad he is now. He's just in his mind. She's dead like Goose. He's still alive, too. But in his mind, they're dead. That might be it. That might be it. But also his son did. He gets his son does die. Yes. Yeah, DOA. Dead. So, yeah. And they're being very cavalier about it as doctors would because they don't know that he's fucking outside the door right so it's just like yeah that kid got fucked up you know and the nurse is telling him like yeah man he's in his own world right now he he he's not receiving he's not communicating he's breaking mad he's breaking mad right now so now it's just like max goes back home he's gonna go stare off into that ocean as he loves to do no he's gonna stare off into that george amel steel mask and well he's looking (laughs) at that too (laughs) he's also only put one sock on in this scene well yeah he's fucked up he's mad mad and he's like, time to make the donuts. And he goes into his house. That's Isn't that a saying? Time to make the donuts. Yeah, it is a, gas. it's a saying. It's a saying. Opens up his fucking hope chest with all his fucking policeman gear. Well, I love how he covered it with other things. And then he's like, nope, I want the real shit now. Clears all the bullshit out of the way. And there it is, the leather. Right. And goes to the fucking parking garage, gets in the interceptor. Takes off looking for these fucking assholes. He goes straight for the repair shop, the one uh, that he visited yeah. while Jesse had gone to yeah, the ice cream shop. monkeys underneath the car working on it. He like pulls the guy out. Where are those fuck? Where are those guys at? I don't know anything, man. The guy scoops himself back under. No, Max he, no, stops he, no, him. he kicks him under there. He kicks him under there. Hits yeah. his head on shit, and then he undoes the jack, so it's pressing on him. Because, like, well, I mean, I don't know how I feel about this grease monkey guy because. I could, Does he know anything about these guys? All he knows is they want him to fix their motorcycles. That's all he knows. Here's the thing: He's like, hey, don't. There's a little baby meat in those tires. Can you get that out for me? Exactly. Exactly. It's like I didn't know what to feel about this guy because I was like, at first I was like, he's not even with the gang. No. And then I was like, wait, is he with the gang? Because he stands up to the gang just fine. When they when they question him about where uh, the car was heading, and he says north. Maybe he's giving him sass and he lived to tell about it. You know, yeah. he's still working on the fucking thing because he still has use to them. Maybe. Well, yeah, he's working on their motorcycles. Right. 
So, but to him, that's just another customer. Like he's in, he doesn't know what's going on with, between these two factions, right? And he was probably pressured into doing possibly. Right. Yeah. So it's like he's as innocent as ever, but still, well, well Max, Max doesn't kill him. So Ma- this mean. is Max becoming Max, though. It's right. like there's right, wrong, and Max. Right. And he's got to weave between those lines. He's the true meh. So he finds out where they're at. There, he's like, they're fucking out looking for gas. Because this is the so this is a nice illusion of what's going to happen further on in the series. Like gas is becoming scarce because when this movie was filmed, we had the, the oil crisis. So oh, okay. In real life, people were fucking like there was times where you could only go on specific days to get gas, right? And shit like that. So it's a nice touch. This was a good touch. And we yeah. see the gang. They got there's like there's a uh, gasoline uh, truck driving down the street. They pull Volt on top of it. Amazing, but and, like I, like I was alluding to earlier, like you were saying, we'll bring it up when it comes up. This is the same we see throughout the Mad Max series. Yeah, like pole vaulting, hijacking this like as a fucking train car or something, and yeah. stealing the so content. They're siphoning gas into the, their gas cans. Max catches up with them because first he gets rid of the fucking. No name fucking dudes. The Kundalini's and the Mudrocks guys. And so he just like they're they're like just driving their bikes and he like drives through them. Oh yeah, he drives beyond them and they're like, oh shit, look at that. He turns around and they pass over a bridge and they linger on the bridge for a little while. So you're like, the bridge is gonna come into play. Right. So it comes back over, he times it up, microwave, <laughs> motherfucking time. Sensei Seagal couldn't have done it better. So he is crossing the bridge as they are crossing the bridge, but a car can take up a lot more space than a motorcycle. And so he takes up enough space that people all have to flee. They're getting hit. They're flying off into this little One guy, which they didn't mean to do it, gets hit in the head with the wheel of another on the motorcycle. Really? Yeah, you see that in the shot. Shit. The guy was fine. Yeah, the guy got up. He was fine. But the guy said it looked more fucked up, especially when he put it in slow motion. Oh, okay. Okay. These were just those vigilante, like, biker guys. Oh, those were the biker guys. Okay. (laughs) I thought the biker guys were just in that one scene. I didn't know they were in this scene. Too. Well, they're probably maybe they were playing like Kundalini and the guys. I don't know. Oh, but, maybe okay. But yeah, so Max has gotten rid of all the the you know, who gives a shit bikers. So all that's left is Johnny Bubba and Toe Cutter. Right, and we see Johnny. He's like up on a highway overpass or something, and he finds like a highway telephone, and we see him jacking. I think he it. was one of the guys. He just somehow survived. He didn't crash. Right. Right. Yeah. But we saw him. He sprawled out early, yeah. and they were getting chased while he was picking his bike back up. So oh. he's, like, behind them. Okay. Johnny just always has that kind of luck, you know, where it's he just happens to miss. You know, he's fortunate like that. And so he hijacks, like, a little phone, and I'm guessing he's calling into the repair shop. I don't know who he's – I don't know how he could get a hold of Toe Cutter. Because the assumption I'm believing is, is that this is something – because there's a chain on it, only, like – Cops and like official people can use this phone, right? So I don't know who the fuck he's calling. They don't establish what's going on here. They just show Johnny jacking up a phone so he can 
assumingly make a call because and the reason why he was like really so frantic is because when they were filming that scene they had no permit so they were like get this shit done oh, and then like let's get okay. moving it, it looks really good especially yeah. for Johnny's character yeah. and so, so I'm guessing what it's supposed to be is that he somehow calls yeah, the shop it makes no sense but yes I think you're right yeah so he gives them the warning so they head out Bubba and uh, Tokar pick up their bikes from the, the mechanic right Tokar grabs his helmet and as he picks it up two pictures fall out Sprog and Jesse. He's like, fuck, it's on. Sprog, Jesse, and Benno. Goose. Oh. I thought Benno. I thought It was, was a picture of Jesse with Sprog and then a picture of Goose like climbing a chain link fence or something. He was goosing a woman. <laughs> he was yes. go- That's how he got the name Goose. That's right. Okay, yeah. So and the, the, this is another detail that was pointed out on the commentary, which I didn't pick up, which I don't know anyone could pick it up. On the steering wheel interceptor, right in the center of the steering wheel, picture of Sprague and Jesse. Oh, okay. So, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Nobody would. And all right. So now we're ready to kill off our main bad guys. That's right. So he's following Bubba. and At uh, this point, he's just on top. There's like a, a road that goes over another road. So Max is just standing outside the interceptor watching the road, and he sees, like, Bubba and Tokar go down that road. So he follows them, but as luck would have it or bad luck would have it, there's a giant construction truck blocking the road. So the Tokar and Bubba just go around because they're on bikes, and Max is held up. He puts his lights on. Still takes a little while. So they're, they've got a little head start on gets around it, and as he's driving, he sees a bike crashed. And he's like, huh, I wonder what's going on with this. Yeah. So he's cautious. He slows down. He looks around, stops, parks, gets out, grabs it, you know, loads up his little. He's got the sawed off now, the sawed off double barrel. And he gets out. It's a classic sawed off double barrel. Mad Max is nothing without that fucking gun. Um, Which he he rarely kills people with, but he never has bullets. But again, it's like the. It's like a fucking loaded po- poker I think hand, you know. In the entire series, he's killed like two people. I know okay. that's the best. Like fucking one po- guy in Road Warrior and one guy in this movie. That's the best fucking part about it, though. It's yeah. like this movie that is just based on violence, but it's like not violent somehow. Like there's ruthless villains. Well, it's just. It just I don't know. It adds tension because it's like it's not like most movies where there's a million bullets available. Yeah, you know? he has what he has. Right. It gives you that feel of the wasteland, which is, again, why I don't like Fury Road as much, because there's an abundance of everything yeah, in that movie. They're like wasting fuel. Exactly. And it's like. The guy has a fucking guitar shooting flame, which looks cool. I'll give you that. It's cool shit. But. And I do have to accept that it's like so many years later, but I don't like that for a wasteland movie. And so it's a. I just see it as separate from the Mad Max world. It goes back to, like I said, what you said about Conan the Barbarian. It has the right amount of fantasy and magic. Fury Road had too much of the outland. Yes. So it, it, it went into the realm of fantasy as a, you know, it wasn't grounded. Yeah. Like George Miller did all the cool fucking stunts that would work for like a more uh, a wasteland type film, but then he tied in a lot of the fantastical. Right. Okay, so Max goes to investigate because there's like a body laying by by the thing. And then, boom, shot in the fucking knee by finally, finally uh, Bubba gets to use that gun. Yeah, we get like a five-second establishing shot 
of Bubba with a gun and Toe Cutter right behind him. Bubba took out. Right, what was because it? that's like, the thing. Toe Cutter is Thulsa Doom. He never gets his hands dirty. That's right. Always lets surrogates do his dirty work for him. So Max is laid out on the ground. His fucking sawed off. His, you know, far from his hand. He can't right. quite reach it, but he's just grasping for it. And Bubba... He's fucking high on his own fumes here. He's trying to show. He's like, I'm sick of Johnny the boy because Johnny the boy set up this trap and it right. worked. And yeah. so Bubba's got to be feeling like I can't let this kid take. Yeah, he's take my oh, shot. he's clearly jealous of Johnny and the attention that Toe Cutter gives. Toe Cutter even says to him, Bubba, don't stretch yourself here, man. And Bubba's like, I know what I'm doing. Visor down, fires up and goes after uh, Max. So. I think he'd already run over his he arm. Ran over yeah, his he'd arm, already yeah. run over his and, arm. Yeah. But he's coming back for seconds at this point. And Tokar is scared now. So he's just like, kill this motherfucker. And he's like, I got it. Drives toward him. Maxis grabs a gun and shoots his fucking ass. It's flying off the bike. It's beautiful. Max recovers to his feet. Great job of stumbling by Mel. Uh, incredible job. This guy watched Ricky Morton to learn how to sell. He was so <laughs> fucking good he at was. it. He was his foot was quivering and everything. I didn't think you could really do that much foot <laughs> acting, but Mel, this is why he had a career. Well, didn't you know the Australian version of Billy Drago is all about foot acting because <laughs> they're down under. <laughs> Damn it! Oh, Murray. And so this is it's great. Billy Drogo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh my god! I want someone to draw some more Weasley Billy Drago that is a William Drogo, <laughs> Willie Drogo. God damn it! No one's gonna listen to the end of it. This is gonna go by so fast in Aura's feed that she doesn't even register what we just yeah. what just happened. What magic just? You happened. guys better savor this like a fine wine. I don't want to hear anything about you, Aura, going at double speed. Savor this episode. I love that. Right before we finish this episode, don't go at double speed. Well, you should be ashamed of yourself if you are right now. So, uh, Tokoto shows his true colors. He bitches out. First he goes, <laughs> which you know that wasn't. That was that was an ad lib. There's no way that was a script. But I loved it. It was great. It was perfect for Tokoto. Puts on his fucking helmet. Takes off. Yeah. He's got to do the goggles. And then the hell, like, it was great because it's like it takes all of his time. Yeah, and then Max chases him. And all right, I'm sure I'm the idiot, and I'm sure everybody saw this the first time they saw Mad Max. But it, it wasn't until someone pointed it out to me, and now I cannot unsee this moment. Max is chasing fucking uh, Toko. Toko is freaking out. He's looking back. He's like, holy shit. Because he's got the interceptor. He's got the nitrous going on. He's going right. to get caught. That's right. So he's so concerned with Max, he doesn't see what's ahead of him, which is a semi coming. And he gets splattered by... We, we see the, we get the great special effect. We forgot to point out that Knight Rider did the same yeah, thing. Yeah, he, when he got splattered, Knight Rider's eyes pop out. <laughs> right, and so does Toe Cutters, and he's splattered. Okay. I swear I never noticed this until someone pointed it out. And it's so obvious. The guy who owned the truck was like, I'm not fucking running over a, a motorcycle and trashing my truck. Oh. So what they did was they put a metal plate in front of the truck and painted a grill and a headlight. And it looks so awful when you look <laughs> at it. But they cut it so that you, 
I don't know. I'm sure everyone's like, Tim, you're an idiot. You should have saw that the first I time. I never noticed I that. I never did either. Never noticed And that. even they even have a side view where you can clearly see this metal plate that's like bolted onto the front. I'm literally into my like 12th, 13th viewing of this movie. <laughs> never noticed it. Because yeah. I'm just always enamored. I'm yeah. like into it. It's like the eyeball gag thing always gets me. And then yeah. the smashing. Right. So I'll 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 watch it. Okay, so so far. I don't know. I found the deaths of their villains kind of anticlimactic, but the final kill makes up for it. For right. I, like, we've talked about this again with Tulsa Doom. You keep bringing them up because that death was anticlimactic. Right. It was just, oh, yeah, this weak old dude that was just a mind controller. And that's what Toe Cutter was. He wasn't this brood. He didn't do. He no. was brutal in nature, but still, it's like, we didn't get to see any of that shit. He just controlled people really well. He's a manipulator. So, so Max is, he's, he's mad now he's broken. Yeah. And he didn't, and he didn't get the closure he wanted. Right. You think he would have wanted that moment where he got to stand over toe cutter and punch the shit out of him and, you know, tell him like, you killed goose, you killed my wife, you killed my son. So he's just in a daze, just driving, just going nowhere. Just looking for John. He knows he's got to get Johnny. Johnny's the last one. You think he was looking for him? I think. Yeah, because he's got to get revenge for Goose now. I didn't think he had any idea what he was doing. I thought he just happened to find him. Oh, yeah. He he stumbled on him, but I think he was looking for him. Okay. Because who knows how many days went by. We just assume it was one day, but we don't know. Right. But, yeah, he finally stumbles on a car wreck, and I think he he recognizes the bike because Johnny's bike is there. Right. And we see Johnny's just, hey, I lost a gang. I'll just start another one. He's just, he's like... Nice boots to that fucking guy who died in this car. Do you think he caused the car wreck or he just stumbled on a car? He stumbled wreck? on it. Okay, because he's stripping. He's he's fucking. Um, he's recycling. He's yeah, recycling. He's taking the guy's boots, so he's got his boots off. So he's got a bare foot. Max rolls up on him, puts a gun on him. He's like, "Hey, man!" He doesn't even recognize that it's Max. Like right. he's just like, "What's the deal?" Like. What's going on? Classic fucking rich kid not taking responsibility. He's like, why are you mad at me, man? This I'm person just... was already dead, and I'm just taking their boots. They're not going to use them. They're dead. I didn't do it. You got nothing on me. But that's how man, that's how entitled Johnny is. He thinks he can always get, because he's always gotten out of shit. Right. Because of his rich parents. And Max, like, pulls out the fucking handcuffs. I'm going to give you the American version. Handcuff. Ankle. Puts it on his ankle, starts dragging him. We see the gas is leaking out of the fucking uh, car. And this this whole scene is amazing. It's like we're going this, over. They use this scene in The Punisher, except instead it was like the guy had to shut, cut off his hand. Yeah, I figured. It, it was fucking annoying. I figured it was that's so exactly like telegraphed. Was. Yeah, I, but, lo- I, I love the scene though because it's just Johnny. This is fucking brutal. This is awesome. The Saw fucking franchise owes all they have to this fucking scene. Right. And it's so amazing because it's like all Max says to him is ankle because he pulls out the handcuffs so the kid knows and he starts to put it around his wrist and he goes ankle. And that's what we hear from Max for the next three minutes. 
Johnny is going nuts here. Hey, I'm sorry. I just I don't know what I really did. You can't fucking come. Well, he's like they say I'm crazy. I don't. I can't. I have no. I'm not responsible for I'm my. I'm sick. Action. I mean, I'm 16, but I'm <laughs> sick. I'm also sick, and I'm 16, and I'm psychological. I'm impaired. I'm autistic. I'm ADHD. So Max drags him, handcuffs him to the car, and then we see the gas. And so he he configures this thing where he takes a broken headlight. Puts it underneath the gas leak, pouring down. He gets like a little like sled type thing. Yeah. And then tapes. MacGyver's. The, and then he tapes Johnny's a bit Zippo to the yeah. bottom. So when it fills up, the headlight fills up, then it'll start pouring down. Then he fucking pulls out this fucking hacksaw and is like, look, that's high tensile steel. If you start right now, maybe 10 minutes you could hack through that. But your ankle, you could probably hack through that in five. And it throws it to him. And then Johnny just knows he's fucked. He's just like, he has, he has to laugh about it. He's yeah. just like, I'm fucked, man. You think I look, you look like I look stupid, don't you? Yeah. You that's think, all he says. You think I'll look stupid. And then Max just fucking gets in his car, takes off. He gave the guy a fucking chance. Explodes in the background. We just assume Johnny's dead, but who knows? We assumed that fucking Jesse was dead. Maybe we're going to have in a future Mad Max movie, we're going to have a footless guy. That would be fucking cool. I no, it wouldn't be. I don't want that. Because there's so many people that are like, humongous? That's Fifi. No, it's not. No. Stop trying to connect the dots. You're right. And, You're and right. I guess in, in the original script, humongous was going to be Goose. And they, oh, really? And then they realized it's stupid and no, they're not going to do it. That would have been stupid as shit. I wouldn't have liked that at all. Yeah. I like it better as Max on these weird adventures where he's meeting new people as right. opposed to well, my history comes back to yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's, it, I don't it, like it that. It reeks of modern storytelling where everything's connecting the dots. Yeah, I like it more as It's Ma random. Yeah, exactly. Max is meeting new random. Like It's a wasteland. It's right. endless wasteland. And you're meeting endless characters. He doesn't have time to revisit his history because... You wouldn't. That's the thing. Like it's like these post-apocalyptic moves. Like, look, we live about twenty miles away. If something catastrophic happened, you and I would never see each other ever again. But you see, like in the shit, like The Walking Dead, people meet up like states away. Like yeah. they just bump into it. Like that would ever happen. Right. Exactly. Like there was a the only remaining Applebee's that still actually <laughs> served people and had uh, appetizers, and so everybody happens there or something. Bullshit like and that. And then Max just drives off like he's broken, man. He's like he's got no closure, you know. Because revenge, like we were saying with, with uh, Conan, revenge. You didn't. You don't get closure from that. It's yeah. Still, you still people are still dead. Yeah. So, Everything you fought for, quote unquote, that's gone. You you yeah. lost the fight. Right. What next? Which is the that's why I'm like that's Byron Kennedy. Because he had the balls to end it on a bleak note. Like, he gets revenge, but does he? Does he? It's so and good. He drives off. We it's, don't know what's going to happen to this guy. He could become a criminal, for all we know. Right. I fucking loved it. I. So there you have it, people. Happy birthday to all of us. Because you got the present. That's right. But it doesn't stop there, Griff. It can't stop there. Can you believe this? Next week is our 250th episode. I, can, I say this every time we celebrate, but I couldn't. I never thought it'd be 250. I know. We did this at the top of the episode. We did this Eight at 200. Ago. We did it at fucking 150. We did it at 100. We did it at 50. Even 50, we were like, I can't believe we I, made yeah. it to 50. It's true. And I can't. And, I, and, we're, and if you've been on the ride from the beginning, we thank you. Thank and, you. 
I'm gonna say you know, when we do uh, 300, I'm gonna be like, I can't believe. And are we gonna have to do 300? We'll we... get it. Oh my god, we do. <laughs> we have to. That was yeah. one of the only action movies I liked in that age. Okay, we might we have to. I I think that so, movie is cold and distant, and nothing happens in it though. Yeah. So I don't know if we can do it. No, there's a lot of action in 300. But is it? Yeah, we're not good at action though. No, we're we good can. At I I think we're gonna be good at tearing into that movie i think i don't okay think, i don't think we're gonna i think we'll have to try it again yeah. but that would be fantastic to do for but that's a year away that's Brad. a year away that's a year we're away. talking about 250 next week Woo! and we gotta go uh, i mean i don't know if we can go any bigger than mad max as far as i'm concerned but we're gonna try yeah we're gonna do a, another this is probably my favorite schwarzenegger movie of what? all time murray i know it's very murray heavy this month but come on i'm almost 50 years old for fuck's sake i don't look it but i'm almost 50 so we gotta pay some homage to me all right we're doing in my opinion the better some people say the sequel's better yeah I, one of the rare circumstances where people say the sequel then again your favorite yeah, is, is yeah. yes but i don't agree with that not that the sequel's bad but this one's just grittier. It's, it's just, so good. We're doing the Terminator, people. Another movie I thought we'd never do, but we got to go big for fucking two fifty. We'll talk Arnold's dong. We'll we talk. might grab. Can we can call up Joe? We might. He may need to come in for this one. He, he knows all about Schwarzenegger's dong, especially in this movie. I'll see. I'll see what we can do. So, all right, people. It's two fifty. Thank you for uh, enjoying Mad Max with us. Road Warrior will be coming up shortly, and keep it warm.